Hello and welcome to the Comics Pals. We are live. I'm back. Sean's back. Uh, Kale's back. What's up, hot dogs? And Tyler's... I've never left, motherfuckers. <laughs> Since <laughs> when is... Com- got Go that ahead. Comics Pals stink all over the place. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> I got some stink on me, that's for sure. Hey, I was in New Orleans, but Tyler's the one with swamp ass. How did that happen? <laughs> Sean, I told you that in confidence. Oh, sorry, dude. I, listen, I just assumed. It's Look, a medical dude. condition. I, I suffer from clinical swamp ass. I forgot to take my pills, okay? <laughs> I could see that being a thing. I got them here. I got my, my swamp ass pills here. We're good. Oh, my God. What's up, Catherine? Yeah, say hello as you guys join up. Uh, definitely want to hear from you all. I missed you guys. Missed you guys. It's been a week. Sean, Sean, I missed you too. Mostly because it feels good not ha- not having to worry about the script entirely. <laughs> hey, yeah, exactly, dude. Like my timing ain't great, so splitting the duties. You know, you do the the uh, the, the background hosting of the stream. I host the show. Kill talk shit. That's the you know that's kind of the deal here. I, I don't know. I, I think I think I think we need to take some of the heat off Kale. That sounds like a lot of work. Talking listen, shit. That's what we do every I'm, week. When I'm gone, the shit talking just it careens like. That's true. It's almost like we're pals. Mm. Uh, what's up, Kefis? Welcome, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the welcome. We have a big show today. Uh, really we're going to be talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll 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 make it work. Don't worry. We're not going to make you guys sit here for three hours. Uh, but we're going to be talking about She-Hulk. A little bit of She-Hulk. Not too much. So if you haven't watched it, don't worry. We won't spoil you. Um, but we have to talk about the Green Lady. There's no way we don't. With them steppers, man, come on. You knew it. You knew we had to. It wasn't uh, me this time, guys. For the record, let the record show. That was not me that mentioned that first. Okay, but it's She-Hulk. How could we not? Someone had to. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Ex- uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, John Carlo Esposito is going to be... Maybe, maybe joining the MCU. Uh, we've got the new Fantastic Four creative team. So many comic book announcements. Uh, solicits came out. So lots of that stuff. And in our main topic, we're going to be talking about a Marvel versus DC movie. If The Rock has his way, which in DC land, The Rock has been having his way lately. We're going to talk all about that. Um... So, before we get into all that, I do want to mention how you can support the show, where you can find us, all that good stuff. There is a link in the description to our link tree, which includes all of our links. But I do want to specifically shout out patreon.com slash thecomicspals, where for as little as $3 a month, you can support the show and uh, get our newsletter and other cool stuff like that. Uh, Palling around which we just dropped a new one. Marco and Tyler had to jump into the fray as the gruesome twosome yeah, yeah, put out did. an episode. Gruesome is right. Yeah, talking about uh, performance anxiety. I would say that was the, probably the, the – that was title B. Um, we talking ED or – Hey, hey, I'm not – I'm going to let the people uh, have to listen to Pound Around to see what I mean about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we don't need to put Marco on blast That's he's fair. not here. You know, That's Still, what's up? Hey, thanks, so. thanks, thanks for backing me up on that, Kel. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and 
you can also get your name, your superhero nickname, uh, shouted out right here on the show. So with that being said, I do want to say thank you for making this possible to Thunderstruck Rebecca Alejandro, the Night Stalker Harris Dajinsky, Brian Demolisher Del Pozo, Random Rocio, Kefis the Incorruptible, the Great Destroyer Hyper Viper 89, Momentum Mike Elliott, Starcross Catherine Stars, Indestructible Indy Aaron, and the Ultimate Fighter Snake of Talents. You were all beautiful, beautiful people. Thank you. Now, uh, I was gone, so I missed all the Ezra talk. Mm, I'm going to have to get caught up myself, yeah. Yeah, the saga of, of Ezra Miller. Tyler, what happened? Well, boy, oh, boy. Um, Ezra, they be doing some shit. Is that, do you want more info? Is that, was that not enough? <laughs> yeah. A little more. Um, it's going to lead into something later. Yeah, let me, let me, I'm trying to think, think of where in the, where in the saga we, we last left off. Oh, um, there was, uh, the, uh, supposed, uh, DC or, or Warner Discovery having, you know, three contingency plans for, uh, for, yes. for Ezra. That's where we were, um, yeah. after, um. You know, I, I'm thinking of Batman and and like the uh, the the what was it the Judas Tower or whatever? What was the the Morrison JLA run? Tower where he has Babel. Tower. Babel. Yeah, that one, that one, the other the other biblical term, um, where he uh, has like a contingency plan for all the Justice League members. Like this is Warner Discovery opening up their little suitcase and finding their fail saves. Um, which will it looks like it looks like we know which option they've they've started with, uh, which we'll talk about. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I I'm on vacation, and I'm thinking, oh, wait, were you okay? Like they didn't they didn't come over there and slap you, right? You didn't go to any kind of karaoke bars while you were down there. Well, one thing you can bet about me is that I will not be at a karaoke bar. So no, they did man, not slap me. Man, you didn't drink enough then. Uh, there's no amount of alcohol you could put in my body. The only way that I could end up in a karaoke bar drunk is if I was drunk at some other location and you took my ossified body to the karaoke bar and sat me down like Weekend at Bernie's with a hat and some shades on. And forced me to watch the karaoke. You don't have a go-to? No! Go to. I go home. That's my go to. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Karaoke. But I'm but I'm I'm in I'm in New Orleans, right? I'm supposed to be having the time of my life. I find myself thinking about Ezra Miller. These are the things that I think about. I'm thinking, gosh, I wonder what what happened now. So- I'm thinking about DC. Sounds like you needed a longer vacation. Right. <laughs> I can't get this stuff off my mind. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, man, Marco is he he probably wishes he was here. This is this is the swamp, right? Mm-hmm. But uh too bad. I didn't see swamp thing this time. I tried am to avoid I, those areas. Am I crazy or did I see something about Ezra having a cult in like Iceland? Or oh something? yeah. Oh that happened there's, too. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a there's a cult. There's indeed a cult. Okay. And they also right. um, just got a mustache. 
all right, well, that's a change. Yeah. I feel like whenever whenever a, uh, an individual gets a mustache, that's how you know things are. Well, that, that's how you know they they've been replaced by their uh, evil twin. Didn't you have a mustache like a week ago? Wow. I was off that week. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't remember that. So, I get off the plane. Mind you, my flight was delayed. So before I talk about uh, getting off the plane, my flight was delayed to get back by two hours, which sucks, but it wasn't the worst thing in the world. On the plane, this is a going and coming back. I watched the Batman. I watched the Batman once with headphones in and the second time with no headphones. Huh. Yeah. And you want to know the funny thing about watching the Batman on a plane if the flight is less than uh, three hours and change? You, you don't cannot get finish info, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you can't finish it. You have to skip. You have to skip ahead because the movie's too long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was weird. I never, I never saw the ending. Mm. Great movie. From what you I, saw. I, yeah. I, uh, well, it could... Yeah, could end terribly. Sean would never know. <laughs> I uh, I actively avoided it actually. Oh yeah, watched a lot of Poirot. What? What's that? Uh, Death on it's the a, Nile. Uh, it's it's French Columbo. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, Belgian. <laughs> oh well, yeah. A lot of old British detective shows. Okay, well that sounds about right. I feel like on a plane, you got to stick to like a comedy just for like, especially if you're going like, like to like Florida or like New Orleans from, from New York. Like you got two hours, like maximum, I feel of like actual watching time. Oh, it must be nice. Oh yeah. You had, yeah. And that's why you went with the, the series. <laughs> that's I'm the option here. you had. <laughs> I'm sitting here ass falling off with eight hour flights. Kale's fucking around and finishing uh, watching Lost all seasons. <laughs> uh, not, the, yeah. not, the, not the show I'd want to watch on a plane, I, no. I will say. <laughs> no. Well, they couldn't show it. Because every episode, yeah, well, they uh, famously will cut out uh, anything that has to do with a plane crash out of in-flight Really? Oh, oh yeah, damn. Did you not know that? I that was whole just... Iron Man rescue that he does that's really cool in uh was it three they yeah, took, yeah, they yeah. Took, they've clipped that whole thing out of the out of the films i got the oh. airplane cuts then did not know that was a thing damn yeah. i was hoping to watch the 9-11 movie on my next flight oh. uh Kefis said <laughs> would it watch mustache? that robert pattinson uh um robert pattinson there's like a there's like a nice little um romance movie robert pattinson and at the very end you see him and like the main character um, they have like a they, they share like a kiss and then it zooms out. It's like the last shot of the movie it zooms out and it's 9-11 and like they don't show it. But like what? that's how the movie ends. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah. Yeah. I got to look into it. I, I'll, I'll look oh, it up while, while we're I, talking about it. We're Tyler and I at least are, are you know, New Yorkers. Kel, I don't think you were here for that, right? No, no. Yeah. Uh, so we can, you know, we can it's, it's called Remember Me. It's a 2010 film with a. Uh, um, God. With Robert Pattinson, yeah. That's horrific. It's like a uh, weird look, twist at the end. <laughs> moving on from that, Kefis says, wouldn't Mustache Ezra be a good person? 
via mirror universe rules. I think that's fair to say. That's true, yeah. Star Trek yeah. reference, yeah, yeah. Uh, sounds like a bat. Oh, the, the drinking thing, uh, Catherine? Yeah, Listen. Karaoke bar. Yeah, yeah it, would take, it would take a lot. It would take a lot. Um, uh, also, what Marco and I talked about on the on Palin Around, if you want another, uh, another hint oh, to watch that. Yeah. Okay. About getting Sean to a karaoke bar. And then just karaoke in general. We didn't talk about Sean at all. Sorry. Let, please, you yeah. don't, certainly don't have to. Uh, my name's not on the marquee. Let's talk about someone whose name is on the marquee, though. Let's talk about She-Hulk, attorney at law. The first episode dropped, what, Thursday, I guess? Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Um, and I watched it last night. I was like, you know what? After all that travel, after all that drinking, after all that eating, I need to wind down with my girl, She-Hulk. And uh, it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Even the, yeah, even the you, shots that look like uh, they were directed by Tarantino. God, come on. <laughs> How could you not? You have I to. have not seen it yet. Tell me yeah. about it. Okay. Uh, so it gets into what it is, I think, pretty quickly in the sense that you understand it's a comedy. You understand that she's mm-hmm. a lawyer. Uh, they get the origin out of the way, which I don't think is a... You know, spoiler. And they, and they simplify it too, which makes yeah, sense in the MCU. Yeah, it's different. I was rolling my eyes. I think I think I left my eyes in the back of my head as I was sleeping. I to, mean, uh, in terms of how they changed it, it's uh, it's the same way. Uh, we've seen that same exact thing happen though in uh, the original, the, the Incredible Hulk with the with the blood. So again, I'm not trying to be spoiler. Right. Yeah, but. yeah, that's right. When you say. When you say we've seen that same thing happen in the original Incredible with Hulk Stearns. comic book, no, no, Samuel oh, Stearns oh. In, in the movie. Oh, there, yeah, it okay. was, that, it was, yeah. That doesn't make it good. Um, <laughs> come on, dude, go rewatch that scene. Go, go rewatch that scene. Oh, I've watched. It. I've I've seen it a couple times. I mean, I, I, it's, it's a little ham fisted in, in terms of what it is, but it makes more sense than her original um, uh, uh, origin. Which would take way too long to set up. Like, oh, I agree. Oh, she gets, almost gets assassinated. Oh, we have to have her in a, in a medical bed. You know, have an IV, and the only person that can give her blood is her long lost cousin. Like, it's a little too convoluted for it. So, like, it, they did what they were. They did well with what they they were given. You know. Uh, past that, though, the show does get really fun. Yep. Um, you know, it's in the trailer. The Hulk and and She Hulk training together and they get into a lot of the differences between the two which i thought was really good it was good to establish that they're different characters right out the gate and how their power sets differ i guess not their power sets but you know the way that the transformation affects them um i thought that was great to get out of the way and now it's sort of past the first episode it feels like we have a blank slate to do whatever we want like, yeah. And now the, the doors are open for where, wherever they want to go. Um, I thought Tatiana Maslany did a good job. Oh, she was phenomenal. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think the biggest question for the show was uh, the, the, the CG. How's that going to work? And there's been so much conversation about, like, Marvel's treatment of their VFX people and their, their you know, all that stuff. And, um, I mean, look, it's not, it's not movie quality. I, I don't. I'm not here for that. There's. I won't. I won't entertain a conversation about how it looks 
just as good as the movies because it doesn't. But it's 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 doable. It's workable. It's all right. It's not what you saw in the trailers. Like it's it's definitely up. It's better. Yeah, yeah. It's better than the the at least better than the first trailer. Because that was rough. And I thought it was it was honestly kind of funny. A little more adult too, especially uh, at the post credit scene, um, which there will be post credit scenes after every episode. So. We won't we won't spoil that. You should see it for yourselves. But that was a great post credit scene, and Tatiana Maslany's Jennifer Walters being very much a person who is on the sidelines of all this, in the way that we are, in the way that she's a regular person who lives in the MCU, just like Miss Marvel, and the way that they look at these people is really fun and interesting and they use that to great effect that's all i'll say uh i'm very much looking forward to the rest of this show nine episodes total i gotta say uh, in terms of comic book tv shows right now it's a fucking smorgasbord like i just i finished sandman the other day which was fantastic i loved it the new episode just dropped yesterday apparently there's like a bonus two-parter that dropped uh Miss Marvel was great. Uh, the Boys is fantastic. Like, we're kind of in a comic book TV renaissance, I would say. I don't even know if it's a renaissance. I, it's just, I guess it's a general ex- evolution. Explosion, really, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think Marvel TV has to bring it a little more. Because She-Hulk is good right now. I think Miss Marvel was great. But before that, it was a little rough, so... You talking about Emmy nominated Moon Knight? Mm. Eight time Emmy nominated. Nominated. Listen, I hate to be the guy to step up for a Marvel product, but up to the last episode, I enjoyed Moon Knight. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even get that far. The last episode kind of like really knocked it down for me, though. I was like, oh, okay, this is what we went. We went typical MCU. That makes sense. Uh Did anyone, uh, anyone watching, did anybody watch uh, She-Hulk? Any thoughts uh, without, you know, any major spoilers for the end, the, the after credit scene, I guess. Anybody enjoy that? Let us know uh, as we move forward uh, and get into a listener, a listener comment, a listener question. Yeah, so we had a uh, question. Uh, this is from Kefis in Discord. Uh, he said, uh, who's your favorite villain who's not used as much as you'd like? For me, uh, for me, I'm a big Vandal Savage fan. I'm hyped whenever he shows up because it could be anywhere. It's good. It's mm. a good call out. Savage is good. Mm-hmm. I like that point. I, I like that call out because Vandal Savage really is that character who could be anywhere. I remember we read uh, Multiverses or Multiversity rather, not the yeah. video game. Yeah. Uh, and. He was just there. <laughs> okay, great. Whatever. Not the character you expect to see in that type of book, but there he was. So I enjoy him. Uh, Kel, you got an answer for this? Yeah, my immediate answer is uh, Solomon Grundy. Uh. I feel like he uh, he was around quite a bit in the early, early 2000s and even the some of the 90s. You know, maybe the late 90s, but since things have been more modernized, I think it's um, he might be a little too um, 
I don't know, a little too unrealistic or something. Mm. But I feel like I haven't seen him in a long time. And I really like Solomon Grundy. I think he's a lot of fun. Gosh, when was the last time I saw Solomon Grundy? Wow. I think the last time I saw him was maybe Justice League Unlimited. I saw him like last week in DC Vampires. But oh. that's like an oh. alternate reality sort of thing. So, yeah. um, uh, They just came out with a... They just released a Solomon Grundy uh, McFarlane Toys deluxe action figure based on the Arkham City design, so... Good, good looking, good looking toy. I gotta say. Um, Who are you? For me, I, I would have said Taskmaster previously, but I, I feel like he's kind of had his due in the past couple years. And he got um, a movie, so fuck off with that. Diddy though, Diddy. Hey, hey, listen. I know, I know. Um, but for me, uh, there's two that jump out. Um, fin Fang Foom. I'm a big Fin, fin Fang Foom guy. Oh, come on. Um, whenever, whenever he shows up, I'm like, all right, something yeah. goofier is gonna happen. That's a, that's a buy for me too. If Fing Fang Foom's in it, I'm like, well, yeah. I'm buying that. Big green very, dragon with purple shorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very disappointed that we haven't gotten some Foom action in the MCU yet. I thought Shang Chi was it. Foom just seems like a good character to do like an opening scene with. You know what I mean? Like, like the team just takes down like nothing big. You know, it doesn't even have to be the big set scene. Like, like I'm thinking of, like, uh, the Baron Strucker or Age of Ultron, you know, like when the Avengers, you know, attack yeah. that compound yeah. and stuff. Yeah, where, that's exactly what I was picturing, yeah. Um, nothing, not, nothing big brain. But the other one is the hood. I'm a big fan of the hood. I, uh, I knew you were going to say the hood. That's why I came up with a backup. That's who, who I wanted to say up front. Yeah, yeah. The hood. Uh, and we're, we're getting them. They are set photos of him. You saw them, right? Yeah, I did. I was gonna, I was gonna put them in the uh, notes uh, last week, but I'm like, Marco's not gonna have it, anything to say about the hood. Yeah, dude, I'm so excited that the hood is coming to the MCU. Or in what? Uh, Iron and Heart. Ironheart. Strangely. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Weird. I, I feel like that's more of like a, 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 a like introduce him there. Like I feel like the hood could be a pretty big character. magic stuff mm-hmm. yeah um, that could be and even if he's only even if he is like the villain for Ironheart that would be a cool setup for like science versus magic or whatever well they do have the um it, it seems like they're building up the magical aspect uh, or the like supernatural magic aspect of the MCU with like uh who am I thinking of Blade and Black, Black Knight, Knight and Ghost Rider, yeah. who's probably coming soon. So Hood would be a good antagonist for something like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Kale, me, have you read? Have, yeah. have you read the uh, Brian K. Vaughn, uh, Kyle Hotz Hood uh, Marvel Maxi no. series? It's no, really good. I've only read the only read the Bendis stuff. No, that that original Hood stuff is quality quality stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh. uh so I went to sleep thinking about this question, and I obviously thought of the hood, but I fell asleep thinking about Two-Face. And the fact that Two-Face, since I started reading comics, Two-Face has not been the primary villain of, of any, like, the actual Batman title, not Detective. I know that Two-Face has been used in Detective. 
But in Batman, Two Face has never been the antagonist because uh, Grant did not use Two Face. Um, uh, Snyder didn't use Two Face, not in a real way. Um, don't think t- Tom King used Two Face. I didn't finish the whole run, but I got pretty close, and I don't think Two Face popped up. Where's Two Face? Two Face is the man. Two Face is my favorite. They got to use him. Well, you got one bad day coming up soon, so yeah, see how, see how that turns out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you, Kefis, for the question. I want to turn my attention, our attention, real quick to the chat. Um, you guys are talking about the scene in She-Hulk where she discusses uh, why she suspects anger and her control of anger. Uh, as a woman and what you know she has to deal with um why that kind of impacts the way that she is able to function as she hulk differently than bruce um it's a great scene and uh mm-hmm. that's been one of the two big talking points coming out of the first episode um, i hate the discourse around this yeah, Sylph says, uh, annoyed it's... by the reaction to the scene going around on Twitter. I've not watched it yet, but where is she saying she has it worse than Bruce? It's not competition. She doesn't say that. She no, no, say it's it, the I... people on the internet saying that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and I, I thought that that was handled really well. I thought it was an interesting angle on She-Hulk that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it like stated before. Um, so, and it's weird for people to get mad about it, but it's to be expected. That's what, (laughs) that's what people do. They get mad about dumb shit. It's the Um, internet. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I always like thought the difference would be like with Bruce being that he's, he has like this kind of dissociative identity disorder, like latent in him even before becoming the Hulk. And that's once he becomes, once he gets the gamma radiation, it's just, it just, uh, amplifies what was already in its inside him so um manifest yeah yeah you can kind of see that in and she hulk because it's just manifesting who she is already as a person somebody who could manage that much better yeah they're building that that concept out in the comics um i think i i think that al ewing was the first writer to like explicitly go there um in, in terms of what in what book? In, ter- in, a, in Immortal Hulk. Oh, oh I, I was thinking like She-Hulk. I'm like, when did he write She-Hulk? Uh, but no, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but, you know, giving giving her a different angle on the Hulk I think was smart. And I don't know. Get over it. You know, like, <laughs> that's just a dumb thing to be mad you're, about. You're telling me that a whole bunch of Andrew Tate loving twats um, are getting mad at Twice. a, fe- a female led. It's a, it's a hot. It's a hot button issue. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a high value male, so I do have to talk about this, Cal. So we gotta gotta get those uh, search terms. <laughs> there we go. I'm not sure I want those, but you know. Well, yeah. I don't even know who Andrew Tate is. It's better off. Yeah. It's better off, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right before, or rather, not right before, while I was on vacation, I sat down to catch, I, well, first of all, my girlfriend and I, we went, we went to get Fuddruckers. I don't know if either one of you are familiar. Oh, it's with the shit all over the walls. Yeah. What? <laughs> they got the shit all over the walls. 
What are you saying right now? Uh, uh, um, in the restaurants. They got, like, shit everywhere. Like, not uh, actual he, shit. Like, It's not a, it's not a you dig situation. Okay. Just, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, does Tyler know that story? I don't even know. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, we'll, I'm not trying to reference anything, so I don't think okay, so. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it one day. Um, yeah, yeah. So we went to Fuddruckers. It's the only location that I know of that's left is in a Harris um, casino. And we went there in New Orleans. Fuddruckers in a casino in New Orleans. Yeah. To take <laughs> out Fuddruckers. And we rushed it back to the hotel to watch Better Call Saul. The finale and uh of course it was phenomenal i won't go into that anymore but john carlo esposito's done with that so now he's freed up to join the mcu and what does he want to do in the mcu uh a few a few different characters were were tossed around um he did an appearance actually at a convention recently and he talked about how uh, you know, he spoke with Marvel Studios. He sat down with them. And uh, he said the following. Uh, for, well, he said that he was he was actually a, in, in talks for Loki, for the TV show Loki. I, I have no idea what character he would have played there. Uh, the vibe that I got based on what he said is one of the old Lokis. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think it would have been Kang because that was always Jonathan Majors, unless this is going even further back. But maybe um, it was for Alligator Loki. Oh, God, that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) That is not right. Um, But this is what he said. This is what he said. He said, so there's been talk of Magneto. There's been talk of Dr. Freeze. That's that's what he said. Um, There has been talk of who else are they talking about over there? Oh, Doom. And there's Professor X. And then the uh, the the moder- moderator said, "Pick one." So he said, "I'm going to go for something that's a little bit different. I'm going to put it out in the universe that it is Professor X." And then he said, uh, "I'd play that character with force, grace, and a calm, someone who controls the chaos, but who has the ability to uplift and inspire, or manipulate, or manipulate." Yeah, and so. Right. I think I think like I'm always a stickler for characters appearing on screen the way they are in the comics, which in this case means white. Right. But Giancarlo Esposito is such a phenomenal actor. And when I think about a guy right in Hollywood who can do both. I can't think of anybody better, not other than Patrick Stewart, who already did it. Giancarlo Esposito he can get that done. I'm down. I'm sold. You're not one of those like basic fan castings where it's like, oh, I want bald Mark Strong as Professor X. No, Mark Strong. come on. Mark Strong? Sinestro? Yeah. 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 What the hell? Dr. Savannah. I just thought throw one I more to thought... yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I don't do fan casting because I'm bad at it. I self-admittedly. But, the internet's bad at it too. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, they wanted Brock Lesnar to play Venom in uh, <laughs> Spider-Man Three. Who shares that? the name? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, weird time for fan casting, but, <laughs> but, but no. Like, 
this is am i crazy here isn't this great can i make an admission here yeah never seen breaking bad you're a weird person tyler i saw the first season but i haven't seen any more than that yeah I've, I've, only, I've only i've only i've seen majority of the first season and then i saw the finale it's weird that Tyler wouldn't have seen it because Tyler's, you know, he's got that wire blood in him, and I got, I got that dog in me. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta watch Breaking. Um, I like telling people I don't watch it. Yeah, more than I, yeah. more than I like. I think actually watching it, especially in co- so I was in, I was in college for screenwriting when it was like at its peak. Um, so people were like, "Yo, Breaking Bad's like the best thing." I'm like, "You know what? I don't, I don't give a shit. I'm not gonna see it." Yep, that's that's how I feel about uh, James Bond. Never the only James Bond film I've seen is this most recent one. Just and watch Mission Impossible; they're like, better. What? Uh, actually, Kale, I'm with you. I've never seen a Daniel Craig James Bond movie. I went to see one, and uh, it was all right. But uh, what about Daniel Craig as Professor X? What about no? How about let's talk about Giancarlo Esposito, okay? <laughs> I, I know him from The Mandalorian. Yeah. He's, he's, he's fine in that. Yeah, he's good there. What I know of his character from Breaking Bad, which is very little, uh, it, he seems like the kind of person who could bring it. Sure. Or, or The Boys. He's great in The Boys, too. Oh, he's in yeah, the boys too. Right. Yeah, wow. yeah. He's yeah. head of head of Vought. I don't know. Yeah. Catfish says that Giancarlo should be Doom. And I think when he said Dr. Freeze, he meant Dr. Doom. I, I think that's what happened. There. <laughs> unless, unless he's been talking about a, a, a Victor Von Freeze role somewhere. That's yeah. Wouldn't be Marvel. But what does he know? No. Like maybe he's just <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know, they're all the same. Fair yeah. enough. It's all um, just a roll for him. Yeah, I could, yeah. I could see that though. Especially you look at that picture that we have up there, uh, that Tyler mm-hmm. put up uh, of him, the way he's standing there. I could see him as uh, Doctor Freeze there. Freeze or Doom? Freeze. Okay. I could Sean knows see what it. I could see him about. in the cold suit. Yeah. It, it just it couldn't wife. be it couldn't be uh, Sean Sean Gordon Murphy's freeze though. Because that is a uh, <laughs> different origin. Yeah, yeah, the origin's a little more uh, specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he mentions Magneto also. <sighs> now I don't know how to recast Magneto. You if if we get Giancarlo as Xavier, let me put this out there: Bob Odenkirk as Magneto. <laughs> Stop it now. Odenkirk oh as Morph. Uh, but give me Morph, uh, Odenkirk Morph. There oh, we go. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. Funny. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I don't know. Like, So I definitely can see Mr. Freeze. Doom, I feel like you got to go with someone. He has the gravitas, right? Like He's got the, the presence for it. Um, but I, I just feel like with that role, I want someone who can do it for the long haul. Um. Not that it's necessarily a physical role, because you put the suit on and that's that. But that'll be the same as Sorry. Vader. Like I, right. I was looking at uh, Doctor Doom fan casting, and like the first one I see is Daniel Day Lewis. There is no fucking way oh Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> comes out of retirement to do a Marvel movie. Why not, dude? No. That's the role of a lifetime. He's done all the roles of a lifetime already. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
right. He does not need Marvel money. Fair enough. I'm seeing like uh, Vigo Mortensen being like one of them. Uh, the guy from Game Doom? of Thrones as Doom, yeah. No. So, uh, I... Killian, Killian Murphy. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, Catherine said that she should be Doom. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, that that works. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. that. Works, yeah. you, you you get a... I don't know about you guys, but I always hear Doom as having like a voice mod. Do you guys... In your minds, do you hear that? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, not not like a full on Sentinel, but yeah, definitely enough yeah. where like if the mask breaks off, you hear something different. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. So that could be a good twist. You think Doom is like some big, you know, dude, and it's Catherine? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> huh? Um. All right, but so to put the focus back on on John uh, Carlo here is that. Can you, I'm probably asking the wrong people, but can you accept the change in, you know, race and all that in this case? Does it work for you? I'm fine with it uh, as long as it's not something integral to the character, like Black Panther. You know what I mean? Like that's built into (laughs) who it is. Mark Wahlberg as. (laughs) (laughs) Say hi to Wakanda for me. That's awful. Oh man! But um, like, like then you look at something like like Magneto, where like I think uh, the race is integral to who he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't exist for Xavier. There is a movement on the internet to change Magneto's origin, and I mm-hmm. don't get it. I it's, do not. It's understand. not by Holocaust deniers, is it? Like, is it the same people? <laughs> I don't know who it is, but they want to see him be a different kind of minority. I think I think it's rooted in the fact mm-hmm. that the Holocaust was so long ago that Magneto would not be alive right now. But so, I don't understand that argument because Magneto's a mutant, not a human, not a, you know, he's 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 a mutant. Yeah, so he, you can right always off. say his mutant power gives him an extended life. I don't care. It's a throwaway. Two seconds and that, and we're done. What is it? We're going to slide yeah. this the time scale up, and he was just like a kid during Vietnam and watched his whole you know family get you know bombed or something. That's, you know, that's <laughs> fucking Xavier's or something. <laughs> I, guess, yeah, like, I guess so. Yeah. Oh, which which U.S. which world tragedy do you want to put Magneto in, guys? Right, nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't if, know if Magneto were there, if, if Magneto were there, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. No, there's but no way those steel beams would have melted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, that's that's an interesting alternate um, like story. Like, what if 9/11 didn't happen that way? <laughs> what is going to be the... because Magneto was there? What, Marvel's what if? <laughs> <laughs> this is sick. I don't know why we're. Which is it's, it is kind of wild that like even in the Marvel comics, nine eleven happened. Like, come on, guys, Doom what were cried. you doing? Yeah, yeah. Doom cried. Yeah, you uh, couldn't fix right. that. Jeez. Yeah, it's uh, it's a sad it's a sad thing. So, <laughs> uh, it's sad. I'm told it's sad. We were there. It was sad. <laughs> it traumatized me for my life. So, you know, of course it did. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let's shift gears. Speaking of Doctor Doom, he'll probably be appearing in 
this new announced comic book, uh, Fantastic Four. Dan Slott is leaving the book, as we know. Uh, we were wondering what the creative team would be. It has now been announced, as pretty much everybody guessed, Ryan North will be the writer. We didn't know what the West part was. I don't know if you guys remember that teaser that they put out. It was a compass. Uh, one side of it or whatever was pointing north and then and then also west. And we were like, what um, what comic book artist with west in their name could this be? Is Kanye picking up the pen? Um, it's Ivan Coelho. So apparently the Ivan Coelho has a, another last name that begins with an S. And that's what the artist under south was. Oh, it's okay. I, Ivan Coelho Sabia or something like that. So, All right. Well, the West was in reference to the fact that the Fantastic Four are going West. Oh, uh, I called that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. They're going to be... Uh, so, the way this is going to work is is uh, Ryan said that because Dan Slott's run was so huge and epic, they're going to shift gears and go small. Uh, and by small, I mean one and dones. So, the first three issues are going to each be one and dones. Um where it's going to be like kind of like uh, team ups. Um, there was a book, Marvel Two and One. Yep. Um, and that was just like you know a team up book. And then they recently, when when Fantastic Four were banned, they had uh, brought that back, but it was only Johnny and Thing. So it'd yep. be like very Johnny good. and yeah. Thing plus whoever, yeah. right? Um, and, was on that. Yeah, yep. yeah. That was pretty that was pretty cool. It's a very good book, um, yeah. yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And so this one's gonna kinda be like that for the first few issues. Um so uh it's gonna start with Ben Grimm, the thing, and Alicia Masters. Uh they are now married post Dan Slot's run. Um we're gonna see uh Reed and uh and Sue in issue two. And then Human Torch in issue three. Then after that, for issue four, they'll all be together. So that's that's how it's going to work, at least for the first four issues. So will the the other half of issue three, will that be Spider-Man? It didn't say, but that's a pretty good guess. Well, I'm just basing that on, you know, the thing and Alicia Masters. They are married. Reed and Sue are married. Obviously, Johnny and Peter, you know, they're a couple. Okay, yeah, sense I like me. how you broke that down. Um, right. I like that in this um, North mentions, uh, I want to do these smaller self-contained stories in the vein of 60s Star Trek, where they go down to a planet, find a weird thing, fix the weird thing, and move on. Oh, fuck yeah. That, I was like, oh, that is the kind of Fantastic Four I want. I mean, it's also the kind of Star Trek I want, and they only just now figured out that that works. Yeah. Um, What's but. so interesting about that, too, is the fact that um, as long as this still stands post-Secret Wars, the Fantastic Four are the ones who built out the universe. So, uh, yeah. I love the idea that they're going and checking on these planets that they made, these these galaxies that they made, and maybe fixing problems that exist within them. Oh, they're going out into like space and shit. Yeah, yeah so they're going to be uh... West Coast-based, but they're going to be going to like different planets and stuff. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was going to be like a, uh, the Captain America thing where he goes as Superman grounded. Oh, no. He does a tour of, uh, America. oh, God. 
Okay, uh, fine. I guess we can see Reed Richards in Fargo. I hope he doesn't try and stretch, but that's fine. Oh, my God. How oh, do you think he'd please. fare in a wood chipper? Probably Reed? fine. I bet he'd yeah. be fine. Yeah, okay. Um, so this is cool. I'm into it. We'll, we'll almost certainly read it. I've never read anything by Ryan North, I don't think. I don't know uh, if you'll like it. Be prepared for little, um, stories that are told at the bottom of the page. Oh, wait a second. The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Did we not that, read yeah. some? No, we didn't read this. No, for, that wasn't um, us. Okay. Yeah. No. Which uh, is it's not your, I don't think that's your bag, Sean, at all. I enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, his Jughead was very good. I liked his Jughead a lot. I I I I like Ryan North a lot, but I can definitely see how he would be an acquired case. What was well, the webcomic what Ryan North did? It's that uh, the dinosaur one, right? Yeah, Tyrannosaurus, yeah. something or other. I'm into the concept, so hopefully, you know, I can I can look past uh, the the zaniness. I wonder. I wonder if he'll sort of get rid of his gimmick for, you know, this sort of quote-unquote shot at the big time. Yeah, and or use it to accentuate, um, you know, what is a good premise. You know, like, have the comedy, but do but tell the story. Uh, Ryan North did the Adventure Time comic when I first launched, too, which was good. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I see. I see. <laughs> Digging a deeper hole for Sean on this one. Yeah. I yeah. mean... When it was announced, he's you know he's done a lot since then. Sure, yeah. Kefis says, "Oh man, Ryan North rules," but I'm not sure it's Sean's sense of humor. Doctor uh, McNinja, what is oh, that? Yeah, I remember Doctor McNinja. Yeah, yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, out of this though, out of this Fantastic Four announcement, we also learned that uh, none other than uh, Frank Miller. Is drawing a variant cover. Oh, I forgot to put that in the thing in the, oh, <laughs> the slide. Yeah. Damn, I thought that was a no-brainer. I thought you'd beat me to it if I didn't bring it up. I told it. I I purposely forgot about it. Wow! Holy shit! Uh, I tweeted about it. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I typed in Frank Miller thing on Google, and Ooh, it's oh boy. instead showing me the results for Frank Miller thong. Uh, I never ever want to see that Google. It's is that worse? Yeah. Frank Miller thong. Well, versus Frank Miller's thing. Oh. <laughs> uh, brings new meaning to thing ring, do your thing. Well, <laughs> the reason why I would type something like that in is only because Frank Miller returned to Marvel to do a thing variant cover. Mm-hmm. Um, we, were talking this... about, we were talking about stompers earlier. Now we got to talk about these chompers. Oh, yeah. Um... It it's it's cool, I guess. Oh, it's cool, I guess. It's all right. I don't know. I don't know. I I I don't know. I have no connection to Frank Miller's art. Um, so I'm sure this is for someone, but it's like it's okay, I guess. It's for Frank Miller's wallet. Let's see what it's for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. And a way for Frank to promote his uh, his new. Publishing company, Frank Miller presents. I suppose, yeah. So, I'm throwing uh, it sloppily on the screen just so we oh, can. Okay, <laughs> we can look at it. Better than nothing. There you go. There you go. Thank you, Tyler. Ever diligent. Ugh. Um, Ugh. 
he looks like my my like my my looks like my soul's pre pedicure. <laughs> you gotta take the cheese grater to it, you know. Ugh. And also, like, why is he shedding? Is he shedding the coronavirus <laughs> vaccine? <laughs> I I can't call that. It's it's worse than I met, like than I remembered it being. Wait, you hadn't seen this, or or you? No, I I had seen it, okay. and I was going off of my memory because all I remember was the teeth. But uh, looking at it now, it's just like, oh, it's a nightmare. It looks like Carrot Man. Yeah. He looks right. like a Carrot Head, like now. Just <laughs> swollen orange. Or, you what, mean what Carrot Top? Carrot Top, that's what I'm Tyler, what the hell? What he carrot does? Head? Swole? Hey, I heard. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> No, you gotta say it now. Nope, nope. I didn't. Have, I didn't have anything planned. Really, I had a, I had a, an idea planned, but no actual execution there. <laughs> Just carrot and head. I'm sure you guys can figure that one out. All right, let's uh, okay. let's let's pivot away from that. Um, uh, let's not pivot away just yet. Okay. Catherine says he's cute. He's so ugly, nobody loves him. So I have to. All right. Self mentions no rock dick, at least like the Superman cover. That's true. <laughs> okay, that's true. We don't see Frank Miller's things thing. I can't be the only one that's curious about that, right? Like what he's working with down there. Yeah, he's working yeah. with one of those like. <laughs> it's like, like I was gonna say, he's got like a rock hard bad dragon going on down there, but if. <laughs> If you guys don't oh know what that God. is, don't Google it. <laughs> I, I have a feeling everybody here knows what that is. Okay, that's but fine. That's fine. Well, actually, that's not necessarily true. The millions and millions listening might not uh, know. But what director <laughs> would Marvel have to hire for us to get a scene in which we see The Thing? The Thing, capital T. It, it, would, it would be Lower just case. like... Um... It would be just. <laughs> it would be just like uh, Eternals, just two grates of stone just rubbing together. Yeah, we've already seen it. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, is Alicia Masters okay? Like, <laughs> what's happening? I mean, she's used to working with like clay and statues, right? So, like, maybe this is just another day in the shop for her. You know, I've watched Ghost. I know how the I know how the clay is formed. Do you think she's like the um, the Lionel Richie video uh, for Hello? Yeah, I used to get Lionel Richie and Muammar Gaddafi mixed up. <laughs> what? I don't know why. What? Uh, they just looked similar to me. I don't, I don't know why. Catherine said, "There's got to be some way he gets his rock." Whatever's happening in that Frank Miller cover is how he gets his rocks off. <laughs> it's clobber time, baby. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs hey, to th check th on There's one there's one thing we know about the thing though. What? He's got a normal tongue. All right. Ugh. Wait. Mm. That's Does worse. He have saliva? This, Does he have saliva? Look at oh. this. Look at this Alex Ross cover you just put back up. 
I know. You see that you Imagine. see that little fleshy bad boy sticking Imagine. in between them rocks. <laughs> Imagine that down there. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, listen, that's it's like that's hot awful. stone therapy for your thighs. Mm-mm. All right, let's let's move on. It, it's, I, I will uh, say these Alex Ross covers are fantastic. Uh, I mean, that not, pun intended, I guess. But it's Alex Ross, what else do you expect? He's the best. Um, let's let's move on. This was this was previews week. Uh, they Marvel and DC both put out their previews for uh, for November. So everything we're talking about is. Uh, is throughout then, or November, December-ish, I guess, um, including this next announcement, we're getting a new Invincible Iron Man number one. So Christopher Cantwell's run uh, will end in November with 750, and it's going to be picked up. The ball's going to be picked up by Jerry Duggan and Juan Fergari. Hmm. I'm into that. D- Duggan's, uh, Duggan's a pretty solid hand, I feel. So, I'm interested. I mean, it's going to be a hard, hard run to follow up on because this Cantwell stuff has been great. Um, it's been a real... It's like a real introspective look on who Tony Stark is as a person. Uh, meanwhile, it's like Korvac in outer space and like the side characters are Frogman and Ben Riley and Gargoyle and Misty Knight. Like, it's, it's a weird book. Um, Damn, see, like, but, it, but it's I good. hear that, and I'm like, I don't care about that. But then, when you tell me that it's an introspective look at Tony, I'm like, oh, I'm into yeah. that. Yeah. That cover is amazing, by the way. That one you have up there, that looks nice. It's a good suit. It's a good looking suit. Yeah. It's like a not quite extremist, but like it's like a more modern extremist. Mm-hmm. Which can we agree, extremist is like the suit, right? Like when you think of Iron Man, what suit do you think of? Extremist. Yeah, I think of Extremis and that um the heroic age black and gold one. I did like that one too. Ah no! Oh my god! I can't stand that one. Oh, I like that one. I have a real affection for like, not like the very first one, but like the first one. Like the first golden red one. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you the could see like it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ultimate Iron Man. I'm like, oh, boy. (laughs) No, no. I hate that one. Iron Man is so cool. When I was a kid, I used to collect, uh, you know, toys like most 90s Used to. I still do that, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Um, (laughs) I I would if I had a place to put them. Uh, But uh, I used to love collecting, like, as many Batmans as I could, as many Spider-Mans as I could. Which makes a lot of sense for those two characters. I would say the third character that I like collecting like duplicates of was Iron Man. And Ooh. I would even say other toys that weren't actually Iron Man toys were Iron Man's because they had different costumes like Power Rangers. Mm. I would say, oh, this Power Ranger is going to be Iron Man because they look so cool. That's not I canon. Thought, uh, well, you're right. <laughs> Iron Man's the man is the point I'm trying to make. But... Uh, Jerry Duggan on Iron Man. I'm cautiously optimistic because judging by the X-Men stuff, right? I don't feel like Jerry Duggan has really like lit me on fire quite yet. But I'm not sure if that's because of 
limitations due to the line that he's working with or you know his own whether he jives or not with the, with with the X-Men I don't know I just can't get into Jerry Duggan mm. I I heard him once on a podcast talking about what he does and how you know the research he tries to do and it was all really appealing to me I liked I liked the cut of his jib but yeah. when it came out I just man I just can't get into him Will you read this? Hell no. Oh, all right. Well, I, I gotta say, and this is this is no jab at Jerry Duggan, but I feel like he's he's like the fill-in guy for runs. Mm. But that's not the role that he's been casting at Marvel. Oh, his X Men stuff, his current X Men stuff is good. I'll give him that. That that I do enjoy. So, and I like so this Deadpool you, stuff. What do you, so what, what if you like is if you like his Deadpool and you like I'm, his X Men? I just because I'm I'm trying I'm looking at uh sorry I'm looking at Juan for Gary stuff because I'm trying to figure out where I saw that name but um I'm just trying to look at Jerry Duggan and, and and like I'm thinking of him as like the know, like the other guy like there was like the the Guardians of the Galaxy that was between runs with like Al Ewing on the other end. Okay. There was only like four issues or something like that, or like he was on a couple of Avengers books where it was just like, oh, he was only there for a couple issues. Um, he is doing the Mister Freeze one more day though, one bad day, so that's going to be interesting. Oh, uh, that's a Matteo Scalera on art too. So that's crazy. That's going to yeah. be the litmus test because if if you have one one shot. To tell a Mr. Free story, you if you don't get that right, forget it. So maybe this is where I'm getting that, that thought from. Like I'm seeing him as like Devil's Reign X-Men or Empire Savage Avengers, where like he does the book, but like the tie-in version. You know what I mean? Um, where I'm seeing that a lot, like Doctor Strange, but it was like the best defense, which was like the series of Defender one shots. I think um, he's out of that phase though. I think that maybe since yeah. Yeah. Since uh, Hickman left X-Men, Jerry Duggan got a love of a love. Fair, so. yeah. fair. And if you and like, like what an he's Infinity doing, Countdown, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, I'll be reading this. I mean, we, we will inevitably read this for Pals Bulls. Um, but uh, yeah, December. I'm into it. Uh, so the, the, this is the weird part of the solicits from this month. For some reason, both Marvel and DC chose November to put out a whole suite of 90s-inspired variant covers for their for their titles. I don't know what memo went out across both brands. Maybe this is the team-up aspect, which we're going to be talking about more later in our main topic. But not only are both companies doing revival books 90s inspired revival books they're doing covers too uh we know about the extreme x-men book that's coming oh whoa yeah um but we've got some pretty cool covers right now you're showing the uh the amazing amazing spider-man yeah where his web shooters are actual guns yeah (laughs) i haven't seen that it's goofy but it's kind of fun like Look at his shoulder pads for no reason. A lot of shoulder pads. Straps. Ken, Ken Lashley, a Captain America Falcon one. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I love 90s art. Like, in a way where I don't actually love it, but... Oh, whoa, that is cool. It's just kind of fun, I guess. Like, I like all the shoulder pads, the extreme edge armor type stuff. Yeah, it's it's fun to reminisce about a time uh, in comics and almost killed the industry. Do you have, by chance, the Avengers 62, the Blade one, where he's got all... I don't have the Blade one. No, no, I didn't put that on there. All those stakes. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I got That's the Phil so Noto funny. Fantastic Four one, which strangely gets rid of uh, Sue's boob window that she actually had in the 90s. Probably just you know, uh, don't want the, to get the, the, the Shang-Chi back. one makes him look like Gambit for some reason. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I put the uh, the Strange Academy Finals one on there, too, which good book. It's good, 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 good storylines there. The Thanos Death Notes one is pretty sick. Lenil you. Oh, my God. I, I got to say, when we get to it, though, I think I think DC did a better job. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. These were okay. These were okay. Uh, I, I'm not big on themed variants. So out of these, the only one I'll probably get is the Thanos one. Not even the Spider-Man one? Nah, it's cute, but... <laughs> well, Maybe so, the Ghost Rider. Uh, how, how long till we see that character in a Spider-Verse uh, book? <laughs> Spider-Man with guns? Probably yeah. never. Not long. Or does... The Spider-Man Noir have guns. I think he does. He yeah. does, yeah. Yeah, and then I think okay. Spider-Man The End had a gun, too. Um, <laughs> a couple of them. That's just so goofy to me. Like, what? Spider-Man has actual legitimate powers. Why would he need a gun? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, This is like, for me, like, as a kid growing up, when I watch wrestlers, like, in my head, I'm like, why doesn't anyone just bring a gun? Like, <laughs> <laughs> easy well, way to some win. some brought knives. New Jack. Hey, R.I.P. R.I.P. New Jack, but... Yeah, man. Uh, and then the last thing we're going to talk about in the Marvel side of things is potentially a new era for the X-Men. Uh, so this week they put out a teaser that has like, you know, uh, the line when you're in the hospital or whatever, the that tells, you know, checks your, your health. Heart rate. Oh, your heart yeah, rate. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Heart rate. heart rate monitor. EKG. Yes. Um, it's got that going, and the letters SOS, and the O is in red. January 2023. We don't know what that means. I do. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Well, that means the Eternals win. All right. That's, I mean, I mean sure. <laughs> That's a fair fucking, guess. The fucking, you know, the whole event right now is about the Eternals kill, you know, coming to kill the X-Men who are deviants and now the X-Men are suddenly in trouble it's right there so I think in this context right, killing the X-Men would mean removing their ability to resurrect that's, that's what, I would, what I would say like yeah, that would be an SOS critical situation however I, is it time for that? Like, are we there? I don't. I don't know if we're there for it to be removed completely, but I would say it could be about time for that to be under threat. 
can we just give them a break? Like, <laughs> it's been like one thing after another. Like, these guys just want to live on an island and fucking orgies, you know? Like, let them. But we spent so long without them, you know, in this new era, without them interacting with the world. Like, this is yeah. this is <laughs> this is what we wanted. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I just. My only thing is I don't want to see I don't want to see this era come to an end yet. Um and I hope that's not what this is. I don't think it is. I've seen maybe it's Apocalypse's return. Maybe he needs help. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Or Oh, it's an SOS call from him. Okay. Maybe it's an SOS call to him. Okay. I like that too. Um I'm on record as saying I think Apocalypse is returning in this event that we're currently reading, but that makes sense to me too where maybe SOS is him calling for their help because there's, you know, at this point, right, we've told a lot of stories on Krakoa. So if you take the X-Men and you say, okay, well, let's throw them into, where's uh, where's Apocalypse right now? A Menth? Is that, is that what it's called? Good luck or trying to get me to remember the Ten of Swords, but... yeah. But if you take them and you put them there, that's kind of interesting. Um, so, you know, I just hope it's not like, all right, we're winding down. I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying, I'm just trying to think of like what the red O means. Like, uh, I feel like that's got to mean something. Do you have trading cards, Cal? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Did you guys, uh, these, did you guys not get these, the, uh, the trading cards for when it, uh, the uh the Krokoan era started no oh, get these oh man no. they they rule i use them as Does a, have a translator on it i have a translator yeah that came with it oh that's so cool a, uh, what made me think of it was there's the uh the Krokoan <laughs> alphabet at the end of that trailer isn't it yeah Let's see what it says. i think it just says sos though it may just say sos yeah. which is they don't put anything cool in those anymore. They used to go <laughs> hard with that. It was awesome back in the day. But, Maybe the uh, SOS. Uh, I think I know what the SOS is. I just had a big brain moment. Okay. It's an SOS for the editorial line to Hickman. <laughs> I don't hate that. Yeah, that's my SOS. I'm, <laughs> I'm putting on a message right now. Message in a bottle. Jonathan Hickman, please return. And... He did have an announcement uh, for a book that he was doing with uh, Valerio Schiti, I think, right? Yep. So yep. Um, could be. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. That yeah, was like, like a week ago, a week, a week or two ago. San, San Diego. So a little under a month. Yeah. yeah. What if this is that? I doubt it, but come on. Pull up the Brinks truck, bring him back. Let's do it. All right. Let's uh let's move on. Let's talk about a new Jonathan or rather Jason Aaron. <laughs> a new Jonathan Hickman. Let's I go. I wish, please. <laughs> uh a new Jason Aaron book. The man who's known mostly for Marvel stuff at this point. But outside of uh Marvel, known for stuff like um Scout, Scout, yep. Yep. Which came out through Image. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, that's, yeah, that's right. 
I think so. Jason think Aaron so. was kind of an image boy on his come up. Yeah, and with uh, Southern Bastards, too. Yeah. Well, he's switching sides. Scalpel's vertigo. Scalpel's vertigo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's switching sides because he is now putting out his newest creator-owned book through Boom. Once Upon a Time at the End of the World is the name of the book. Uh, and it's described as an apocalyptic love story. So, okay. Um it's going to be interesting, though, because it's going to include multiple artists across the series. Um, the The cover is by Mike Del Mundo. Uh, it's a pretty cool cover. I like it. Yeah, they're, they're, him and Jason Aaron are always doing stuff together. Yeah. I think since, like, Weird World at uh, Marvel, which was during the Secret War stuff. Uh, he also did the Goddamned. Uh over at uh, Image, I believe. Um, okay, yeah. Jason Aaron. Mm-hmm. So we know that the first... So there's going to be, I think, three different artists tackling five-issue arcs each. The first one's going to be Alexander Tefenki, Tefenki who did um, The Good Asian, if you remember mm. that. Mm-hmm. Eisner Award-winning okay. book. Or Eisner... Yeah, Eisner, Eisner Award-winning book. The second arc is going to be Nick Dragota from uh, East of West with uh, Jonathan Hickman. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're, you're a big East of West guy, right, Sean? Never read it. Oh, okay. Yeah, never read it. Um, I like this. I like this because we're getting Lee Lowridge, too, on colors. Mm. Um. You know, again, the the cool cover by uh, Del Mundo. So it's like, it's like all these different great artists, and then also Jason Aaron, uh, who right now, whose star has never been brighter. Talk about Thor: Love and Thunder. You know, two of his brain children, the Mighty Thor and Gore, on screen. Now is literally the perfect time to announce a new uh, creator own book. And from Boom, oh my god. Huge. Huge. I could see this being one of the biggest releases of the year from a financial standpoint. Hmm. Sales standpoint. I can see that. I'm excited for it. I mean, I, I like the creative teams that have, that have been announced so far. So Yeah. I like the way you said that, too. We've got all these amazing artists all over the place, and also Jer- uh, Jason Aaron is there. <laughs> Meant nothing by it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited about this. I like to see what the uh, what the heavy hitters do when they when they do creator owned. And so, did I expect Jason Aaron to announce an apocalyptic love story? Not at all. But I'll I'll check it out. See what that's about. Let's move over to DC, where they are rewinding to the '90s in November. Uh, they put out a press release this week where they talked about several new things they're going to be doing. Well, new and 90s don't go together, right? Uh, but several n- new books we're going to be getting, including their own 90s-themed variant covers. Let's start with Wildcats, though. So we're getting a new Wildcats book. 
in November, Matthew Rosenberg and Steven Segovia. About time. Yeah. About time for what? New Wildcats? Specifically by Rosenberg. Rosenberg's been writing Grifter um, in right. various different books for years That's now. That's right. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, seeing this fine, it's like, I smelled it coming, you know. I smelled the stank of the Wildcats yeah, throughout the DC universe for years now. Um, honestly, since like New 52 with like uh, Team 6, which had Grifter in it, like there's always been little bits of Wildcats here and there. I mean, they really ramped up within the last, I would say, three years or so with like Grifter being more a part of the Bat family and building right. up the side characters through that. Is is that guy, uh, who's that guy you guys always make fun of me for? Wildcat, right? Or what's his Diff- name? Different, yeah. different Wildcat. Different Very Wildcat. Different. We'll talk about him later, though, but but different Wildcat. Okay, so I he's thought, not, yeah. yeah. I thought that's where you were starting with this, <laughs> was Wildcat. Uh, maybe I should have. Wildcats, Wildcat, it's so confusing. Um, I, uh, I have no relationship to this at all. I actually don't either. The most relationship I have with, uh, Wildcats is Grifter. And that's only because a friend I had in middle school was super into Grifter. Mm. So. Interestingly. Matthew Rosenberg is putting the Wildcats up against the Court of Owls. Oh, that's a choice. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. Is So uh, we were saying that uh, Rosenberg has been using Grifter in the background of Urban Legends. Is that right? Uh, Urban Legends, I think he was also in, the, in backups during Detective Comics for a bit. Um, is, he's been all over the place, he- yeah. Is he sort of uh, grifter? Is he sort of like a f- sort of officially affiliated with the Bat Family now? Um, it's in the same way that you know, like Batman has uh, um, rivals in the whole like mercenary field. You know, like with Deathstroke and stuff. It, okay, Grifters is like one of those guys that's like, oh yeah, I know who Grifter is because he was in that same kind of field as I was. You know. A colleague more. Okay. I wouldn't consider him a so, Bat Family member, though. Like the question, like his relationship. With the right, question. like a loose affiliation. Sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's more like Grifter is often drawn to Gotham because Gotham's a cesspool. You know. Yeah. He operates in Gotham, so Batman's like, "You're mine. <laughs> You're mine." <Yeah. laughs> uh, I, I like Matthew Rosenberg, but. Something has been kind of missing. Like, it hasn't quite connected the way that I thought it would as far as, like, you know, going from sort of running the X ship back when that was still a dirty word, X-Men, Marvel, um, to now being the writer to bring back Jean Grey, uh, all that good stuff. I don't feel like it's parlayed into anything major quite yet. And... The biggest thing that he has is what's the furthest place from here, which I couldn't get into. But I really, really like Matthew Rosenberg. Same. Did an interview with him at NYCC. Really great guy. I'm waiting for that big thing. I feel like th- this is what we've been wait- waiting for for a while, though. Like, he's been talking about Wildcats for years yeah. at this point. Yeah. Or it's like, I feel he's like his career the- has been waiting for this book. He's got that Jean Grey stank on him. Oh. 
You can't wash that off. I wish I had that Jean Grey stank on me. <laughs> anyway. Yikes. Um, you got that stank in him. So, speaking of uh, uh, stank, <laughs> let's talk about another 90s revival. Uh, we're getting more Wildstorm. And okay. not only are we getting new Wildstorm, we're getting Wildstorm with Amanda Waller. So Waller versus Wildstorm is a new book we're going to get. Uh, it's going to be uh, Spencer Ackerman, Evan Narcisse, Eric Battle. Um, I don't know anything about Wildstorm. So, yeah, so they'll just name a book anything, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually. Waller versus Wildstorm. Okay. Now is this is, this is a Wildcat, blind spot for me. Yeah. Is Wildcat a part of this? No. Nope. So where the hell is? Oh. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll oh, get yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I got it. Now. Wild Correct me if I'm wrong. Wildstorm was Jim Lee's image uh, uh spin-off. Yeah. 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 That is now under his watch at dc i guess i believe so again this is this is a blind spot for me so like i don't want to yeah. that all sounds place. accurate yeah. to me wildstorm was definitely his his imprint um what's yeah. the one what's the one that um uh warren ellis and Garthness did that was authority is, authority okay yep. yeah that's what i'm thinking of mm-hmm. Yeah, I get um, those mixed up. Yep. Yeah, so this is, you know, it, it, this is fine. This is the 30th anniversary of Wildstorms. So I think I think it's you go back 30 years, that's 92. That's a pretty, you know, important year yeah. for comics. Um mm-hmm. so I guess it makes sense that they're doing this now. Um Good uh Good Fournier's cover too cuz this is one of those black label books. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wesley Snipes obviously on the cover. <laughs> Word, right? Oh my god, <laughs> could it be more obvious? <laughs> um, but then, but then we did get the uh, the '90s covers, the '90s inspired covers, which, as we said earlier, these are these are pretty good. Um, I'll go by what you have on screen, Tyler. So, <laughs> of course, I had to I had to start with Mullet Superman, best one. Oh yeah. Mullet Superman yep. with super uh, crypto. Yeah, crypto. Are Superman. mullets back in America? No. Oh, they got mullet competitions going on right now. Yep. What? Because kids are walking around with like full yep. ass thick mullets uh, around here. And it is not okay. Yeah, there was a there's like an NPR article about it. Uh, the child, mup, uh, child mullet championship finalists. Uh, there's some great names on this too. Oh man, can I? Let me see if I can find some of these names. Uh, there's one guy. His name is like a Epic Cash Emmett Fisher. Well, that kid some killer, a killer, killer. Like these kids, fuck. Like these guys got some killer. Mo- mo- <laughs> these there. kids, fuck. Tyler, well, what's I, wrong with you? Uh, turn a phrase, Sean. Turn a phrase. About? Turn, turn a phrase. Turn a phrase. Maybe, maybe not that one. Don't turn yeah, maybe, maybe the, the other way. Maybe the wrong turn of phrase. <laughs> what 
the hell? I'm trying to say these kids are cool as shit, is what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so let's see another cover, because I... Mullet, mulletchamp.com. Howdy. Not doing All right. Uh, there was that Chris Burnham uh, Batman Inc. cover. Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. So what I liked about these DC covers, and we'll, we'll go through a couple of them, is, is that Marvel tried making them cool, and DC made them funny. Is, is what I got out of it. Like, uh, you got the one. This one's bringing back cleavage in this one, you know, so. That's funny. Cleavage is funny. It could be funny. When it's on night, it's kind of funny. Like, like the, she has armor everywhere except for the cleavage. Like, I think that's kind of funny. I I really liked. Uh, I thought the 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 Batman versus Bane one from Batman one twenty nine was pretty good. Was that amygdala yeah, like, on it? It was uh, Ryan Benjamin. No, I mean the 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 guy breaking Batman's back. Was it a amygdala? Because it's not oh, Bane. That's not the cover I was talking about. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what character that is. The uh, the Batman versus Robin one. Uh, by yeah. Carlo Barbary is really good. Ooh. I got the uh, Batman those costumes, Superman boy. Ones, look at so. that. Those okay. 90s costumes. Whoa, what is that? I threw I threw the one oh, with uh, Young Kale on the cover on it. Uh, this <laughs> this Young Justice one or Flash one, I believe. So What? Just picture that's what you would have looked like as as a, as a young it Kale. Hasn't, uh, oh, that's I think you're right, Tyler. Yeah. I think that's definitely a Migdala on uh, on Detective Comics. It's, it, the one I'm referencing right now is a little further down. I think it's a Teen Titans one. I yeah, I'm I'm getting there. I just I haven't seen it pop up. Oh, holy shit! Yeah, there um, are some pretty cool ones on here. Yeah, the Black Adam some, one, the Harley Quinn one. I didn't put that on there because it did not scream '90s to me at all. I don't know what what Harley was doing in the '90s in terms of her. Costumes. She was and I don't the first costume. Yeah, did in '92, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, put the, uh, the classic Tim Drake Robin costume on there. That's it's that. like good as a t- Todd Nock uh, one. Mm-hmm. It's real good stuff. You got the Wonder Woman cover. Jen I Hortel. do. I think that's the last one I have on this list. Yeah. Let's see. Yep. Um, which it, it does. Jen Bartel's art just cannot be '90s because uh, it's it's such a modern style. But I like the the dress on it. I don't know. I feel like so. This is a send off or take off of um, Superboy, right? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, uh, to, to a degree. Yeah. I think I think Diana did rock the gloves during the '90s too. So. Okay, I think it looks super. She cool. was in leather, a lot of leather in the '90s. Yeah, yeah. So no, I, I I I agree. I think it's a very good cover. It just doesn't. Scream a 90s cover to me. This seems like a, a modern interpretation of 90s. Mm. Um, like I will a, say... A 30-year-old's interpretation of the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we were uh, all there. Very good very good jeans, though. Like, There's some detailed jeans that Jan Bartel drew. The 90s were the the Levi's era. It's true. You got the Rob Liefeld uh, doing, doing uh, photo shoots for That's it. Right. That's right. Um... It's too bad you didn't include the uh, the the world's finest cover. I thought that was fun. The, the Chip Zdarsky. Cool. He did. Yeah, he did. Oh, oh he I did. did. I put that on oh, there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's on there. I, miss, I missed it. Uh, yeah, that, that's a really good one, too. It's uh, Superman <laughs> and Batman standing, posing, and their, <laughs> their, their capes are so wild that they're yeah. covering their faces. Yeah. 
Also, you I can't see the feet either, there. which I think it's a, it's a good little touch too. Yeah, yeah. Chip Zdarsky bringing the funny there. Um, and then keeping it more old school, I guess. Uh, we got three books coming from everybody's problematic fave, Jeff Johns. <laughs> Now we can talk about Wildcat. Oh, yes. So we're getting a book called The New Golden Age, number one. Uh, and and uh, it looks like this is going to be a book that melds the past and the present. And I guess the future. Because Mime and Marionette are in it. Hmm. Come on. Because there's babies, Kale. Yep. Uh, this is John's with Steve Lieber, Jerry Ordway. Diego Olortegui. Um, so it looks like it's going to feature a lot of old school characters like the OG Green Lantern, Stargirls in it. Uh, both both Wildcats, which is nice. Oh, yeah. Wait, there's two? There's two of these motherfuckers now? Yeah. Yeah, oh, one's man, a ginger like- and one's like a, an old boxer. Like somebody could who could have trained Daredevil had a, had a box, you know? I think, oh. his, uh, I think his son is also wild. <laughs> he's got a kid? Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. And he's an actual cat. He had a, a Oh, I think that was the 90s one, wasn't it? No, no. This was... Uh, no? He came around uh, post-Infinite Crisis. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, we're also getting the return of the Justice Society. Hell yeah. Uh, so they came back, obviously, in uh, Dark Crisis number three. But now they're going to be getting a uh, a new series. Um, Jeff Johns and Mikkel Janin. It's good. That's a pretty A-tier team. Ooh, yeah. 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 That's that's fire. Yannick Paquette Ain't did a variant, too. Ain't no um, denying that one. Mm-mm. Um, I feel like yeah. you talk about stuff that's been in the background. I feel like they've been building this for a long time. Yeah. I, I did throw the uh, 90s nostalgia variant by Joe Quinones for J, uh, JSA oh, on there. So good. Sick. Oh, so it's so good. good because it has the uh, fate from the 90s. It's not even like I'm going to 9 to 5 Dr. Fate. Like they were already done. And then and Starman, which is the, the the good Starman is on here. Yeah. <laughs> Hawk Girl though. Yeah. She has the Archangel the, wings. Yeah, the, the rogue. Did you ever read uh Dial H for Hero, Sean? No. By Joe Quinones? No. It is a master class of art. Um the yeah. whole the whole yeah. bit is that he's this little kid, he dials his phone and he gets random superheroes powers. And every time it's a new superhero. Um but oh. Quinones draws every single iteration of what comics could have been. He does manga. He does um, he does a, like a Tank Girl kind of knockoff. He does '90s stuff. It's really good. Mm. Um, and, and he can kind of ape these art styles from specific eras so well. And that's why I really like this cover. Yeah, great cover for sure. Um... Uh, Sylv Stevenson says the mad love type look. Oh, for uh, Harley Quinn, yeah. Yep. I mad love the 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 comic, right? Mm-hmm. I never read the, it. the more jester with the the tassels, you know, like the yeah, yeah. the OG uh, the OG costume. 
Yeah, the Ant Man series. Yeah, that would have been her in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. I, why did they just do that? I don't know. <laughs> so I didn't like the cover. That okay? Yeah. All right. Um, but then the last Jeff Johns book is Star Girl: The Lost Children. Um, so obviously Star Girl is Jeff Johns' baby, right? Baby, baby. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Jeff Johns' adult. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Isn't that essentially his sister who passed? Like, yeah. isn't that That's the whole I, thing yeah. about That's, it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Todd Knock did the art. Um, I have no relationship to Star Girl. I didn't watch the show. Um, I don't know anything about her really, other than what we literally just discussed. So, she, uh, she was. M- Mostly in the the JSA, uh, when Jeff Johns was doing stuff with her, she did a couple of things. You know, appeared in Young Justice and Teen Titans a couple of times, but it, would, it was never anything that fit uh, that that stuck. But she uh, she is in the JSA like officially. Um, there's a, a weird a weird uh, period of time where she and Captain Marvel. She and Billy Batson were dating, mm. but the rest of the JSA thought it was really weird when she and Captain Marvel would. Oh flirt. no! Oh my god! And the worst part is, like as a reader, they were collected so bad that I never got <laughs> resolution to that. So I've, I've always wondered how that ended, but because they're Billy Batson and Star Girl, great couple. I think it makes perfect sense. But this other angle. <laughs> that's that's Kitty Colossus territory right there. Yeah. Um okay, Sylph says uh she had a uh, she appeared in No Man's Land. That was her introduction to comics. I didn't one know of that. those I've ones never... that's a blind spot for me. Huh. I tried to get No Man's Land when I was like, okay, I need everything Batman. Like I need to know everything. And it was always sold out. And then by the t- time that it was restocked, I didn't care anymore. Um I should pick that up, though. They've been out of print forever. Yeah. I've, I've tried to get it for years, and I've never been able to get my hands on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Jeff Johns, welcome with open arms. Like, is it a well, joke? Well, to DC, not necessarily to, to us. <laughs> to um, it, yeah. Is it a joke that he just doesn't write black characters? Like, cause I, was gonna, I was going to mention that. This is a very, very white <laughs> group. Like, there's a <laughs> lot nuts. of characters in here. It's the Star Girl book is called it's called what? Star Girl the Lost Children. Um two black characters on that cover. Oh, okay. Where are they? Let me see. There's a a kid in the middle and then there's a Yeah, like uh, the hooded justice knockoff over there. Yeah. <laughs> a Johnny. What's it? John Henry Irons sort of thing. Uh, yeah. I think I think the tall tale. I think it's the same name as Steel. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but also no black people in the JSA. Nope. Well, that's, I don't know that's, if I can blame him for that though. That's right <laughs> up his alley though. Like, well, no. Think the, about the, the fact that what Mr. Terrific, of course. No, the guy with the with the genie. What was his name? Jakeem Thunder. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jakeem Thunder. Yeah. All right. Well, so you know what? Jeff Johns is the problem here then. Because <laughs> I'm looking well, at that cover. Jakeem Thunder does show up in one of the other covers, I think, for the for the new Golden Age. He's kind of in there, so. Okay. There's that, but no Mr. Terrific anywhere that I can see, which is kind of a 
a weird omission, in my opinion. Uh, no, he's he's in there in the Todd Knock. Um, which book is this? The Todd Knock uh, New Golden Age. Oh, is he? Okay. Uh, you've got the original, who's a white guy, but then you've got the, uh, I guess, what's supposed to be a new one. I'm sure there's a story behind that. Oh, I see. The yeah, the younger-looking one. Yeah. Yeah. So did you did you read that? Um, did you read that as it was coming out, or how did you? Because I I literally don't even know how to get access to that stuff. I know you you said it wasn't actually in no man's land, but like I don't know how to I don't know how to get access to any of that stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to look up what Harley's first incontinuity story is, and I'm having trouble. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I never even thought that I didn't know. Like she's just always been around, you know. And then from the show, uh, the animated series, so I I didn't even think about it. Uh, but that's good. Uh, that's good info. Thank you. Uh, Batman Harley Quinn number one, 1999. Okay, oh, interesting. Wow. That's from Silk. I know. I know uh, Batman Adventures is the tie-in comic to the cartoon show. That's technically right. her first appearance in comics, but I guess that would be her first uh, in continuity appearance. Okay, interesting. Well, uh, zooming right out of the '90s and into the now, let's do some Ezra Watch. So last week, you guys discussed the fact that Ezra. Uh, had uh, some charges, a little bit against them. Um, some charges for felony burglary. In fact, what? Um, what were they what? burglaring? Ham- hamburgers? Hamburg burglary? No, no alcohol. Didn't you guys talk about it? Uh, they stole. Um, you, you think I remember from... what we talk about week to week? I gotta, I gotta re- refresh every week. They stole alcohol from a home in Vermont. Uh, and uh, I, th- I, it says that Ezra was arrested. This this comicbook.com article says Ezra was arrested. Now, I, I that's just what they're saying. I don't know if that's true. I'm assuming it is. Take them at their word. But post that, uh, apparently Ezra is now going to be seeking mental health treatment. So we have a statement from Ezra given to Variety that says, having recently gone through a time of intense crisis (laughs) (laughs) Typical flash maneuver, yeah I now understand that I am suffering complex mental health issues and have begun ongoing treatment. I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. I'm committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage in my life. That's not what we want Ezra, we don't want that. Yes, you should get help. I think we all want that. Yes, but Ezra Miller is a menace and must face justice. This statement is such Some bullshit. Real, okay, real J. Jonah Jameson stuff coming out of you right now. <laughs> well, but okay, yeah, maybe so. But listen to this. Ezra said, "I want to apologize to everyone that I have upset and alarmed. Upset and alarmed. You actually." Hurt people. You you, mm-hmm. you you choked a woman out, okay? You 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 threw you you went to a bar karaoke and assaulted somebody because you didn't like their singing. You went to a a, a, a hotel room and attacked a couple. Uh, there were guns 
babies, bullets, all kinds of madness. And you're talking about people you alarmed? We're all alarmed. The alarm bells are going off. And they're going off across the world because we don't know where you're going to pop up next to commit crime. This, this all amounts to a whoops. Yeah. <laughs> you want to resume life, a, a healthy and productive stage. Be productive in prison. Go learn your lesson. The hell? Be productive in prison. Yeah. No, you make, can. You can uh, pretty, pretty um, brolic uh, there. License plates or whatever. <laughs> Underwear. Seen orange is the new Man. black. Sean is pro uh, prison industrial complex apparently. <laughs> for, for one for, person, for one person. <laughs> yeah, man, come on. Now, look, all right. You need to get Blackgate ready. Speaking of black, imagine <laughs> if Ezra was black. Mm-hmm. You kid- would have gotten. They wouldn't have gotten half as far as they did. They w- listen. If Ezra, if if Ezra Miller was a black person. They would have found Ezra in Iceland. They would have found Ezra well, in I, I feel like it might be a little easy to find him in Iceland. But. They would have found Ezra in Australia. They would have found Ezra anywhere. Those barns or cabins or wherever the fuck Ezra's keeping kids in that cult, they would have blown it up. There's no way. This is bullshit. Ezra exudes a uh, 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 rich kid uh, aura. Yeah, you know, like uh, Especially with do you know my dad's Warner Discovery? You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just annoying. <laughs> you ever see that? It's always sunny. Um, a meme where they're throwing darts at this guy's face, and it's like, uh, uh I had, I've had enough of this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how I feel. And Sylv makes a great point. You know, this whole, oh, I, I have complex mental health issues. Okay. Me too. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people do. That's kind of where the world's at, my friend. That's how it is. That doesn't give you the right to um, uh, have babies with bullets in their mouths or whatever the hell that was. Or to... Or to um, kidnap underage girls or, or, or groom them or whatever has been going on. This is insane. Or disrupt a perfectly fine karaoke night. Yeah, I don't I don't want to I don't want to do like we're laughing and stuff. We've been doing stories about Ezra Miller for months. And all the while, this is happening in between reshoots, which I think is darkly funny, you know. Yeah. Like, what's he talking about at craft services? Like, you know what I did this weekend, (laughs) you know? They said they couldn't find Ezra. Yeah. But Ezra was on the set of The Flash. Well, The Flash is very fast. Sometimes shows up as a a blur, so. This isn't Osama Bin Laden we're talking about. (laughs) You know, they're in some cave somewhere. This is a person (laughs) who's eating craft services on the set of a movie that we all know is being made. Did, you can't did, find him. Did John Cena announce? <laughs> did, did John Cena announce that uh, Ezra Miller is going into uh, 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 therapy and, and to address mental health issues? Why would jo- John Cena? I don't get that. You don't remember when John Cena announced the the death of Osama bin Laden live on TV? What? That was wasn't that Obama? <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh, it was yeah, Cena announced it like 
I on think a WWE. little early. Yes. Yeah, a yes. little earlier than even the president announced it. <laughs> yes, yes, I recall. What? <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, you know, people will go see this movie not knowing what Ezra's accused of doing, uh, for sure. I look, I'm gonna go see it. That's not if it releases, I'll be there. That's not even a question. Sean's gotta support a criminal. <sighs> I am not supporting a criminal. I am supporting a multi-billion-dollar company mm. that's putting out a movie with right. a character I, I happen to like. Well, <laughs> 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 uh, oh my god, this is bad. This is capital B bad, and I'm tired of Ezra Miller. Capital W. Although bad. I am excited for the uh, Ezra multiverse's Flash skin that uh. Wait. <laughs> gotta get my gotta get my gleamium ready. Gotta, it's, it's like Ezra the only Miller, character that has a grapple move. It's just if joking. It's Ezra Miller with a mustache and the reverse Flash costume, I'll lose my mind. <laughs> oh, it's a twenty dollars skin I might pay for. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what? The only movie that you could put Ezra Miller in at this point is Joker Two. Hey, Throw him in Arkham. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Throw him in Arkham. Can he? Can, can can Ezra sing? He hates karaoke. I don't know. I guess. Not. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they're not going to really be into that Joker two thing. They could be the antagonist. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> we got a film here. I mean, the antagonist of the Joker is mental health, apparently. So. <laughs> oh. <my laughs> All right. Oh my God. Um. All right, so last week, people were really upset because uh, The Rock talked about how he changed the plans for Black Adam and Shazam. So uh, in in a response to a tweet that went out, uh, The Rock said the following. um, Original script had both Black Adam and Shazam. This is uh, the original script for Shazam. uh, Establishing their origin stories in one film. I fought hard for both characters, plus the JSA, to have their own standalone films for fans to enjoy. And protect Black Adam's ruthless and extremely violent tone as we build out DCEU. So that's interesting to me. Because on one hand, what what The Rock is saying is like, okay, Shazam is a big character. Black Adam is a big character. JSA are big characters. Should they all have their own films? I guess there's an argument to be made for that. Certainly for the JSA. I don't know about Black Adam. But that's where the Rock factor comes in. Mm-hmm. I think it's clear to anybody. That if you're doing a movie about Shazam, if Black Adam is not the very first villain, he's got to be the second. Because there's only three Black Adam villains. And I can only think of two. So, to say, okay, Black Adam has to be separate from Shazam, to me says, and the message that I got out of this is, that The Rock is going into business for himself. The Rock, what he's really saying is... He's being a real CM Punk in this situation, huh? Yes. 
What he's really saying is, I don't want to play second fiddle to whoever is going to play Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think he's, he's, he's showing tonally how different those two characters are, especially in the way they're portrayed on film. That's what's interesting. Yeah. I think that Shazam being a kid juxtaposed with Black Adam being this ruthless ruler who wants to destroy him is compelling. But when you take Shazam out of that equation, all you have is Black Adam. And as a standalone character, any historian, please correct me if I'm wrong, but up until The Rock started to talk about him, Black Adam was cool, but he wasn't the main guy. He wasn't in the Justice League. You know what I'm saying? I never really saw Black Adam like that. At pre, yeah, pre, uh, pre New Fifty Two. They'd done some stuff with him, um, big stuff. He had, um, he had a little mini event, uh, and you know he was like the actual ruler of Kondok or whatever. But even still, like, yeah, I, as big as that gets like you know he was certainly a force of nature for dc comics but what does that mean in 2008 you know right yeah exactly um and i'm not saying he was a jobber i'm not saying he didn't matter but like to the point where now you know, they're building the DCEU with Black Adam in mind, like heavy consideration as to like yes. what's happening with that character when Superman doesn't even have a movie. What like, are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. And so for me, I don't want us to see a situation where because the rock is the rock, Black Adam becomes, you know, a, a part of the big three or a a big four, whatever you want to call it. it. But it seems like, so the way The Rock kind of, uh, sorry, Dwayne, but the way he, he kind of explains it here, it says, Tone, as we build out DCEU, he feels like the only one saying we. Like, I don't really see <laughs> yep. Warner Discovery really talking about that. You know, um, this feels like something that he's still campaigning for. Oh, no, no, no. Last week, there was a—I a, don't know if it was an official announcement, but I, th I think it was, in fact—that The Rock is going to be a critical advisor to to Warner yeah. as as mm. they build the DCEU. I mean, you can't say no. Yeah, honest, you can. It's like, it's like ah, I don't want that. I I think I love The Rock, you know, obviously, but. What, what clout, what reason is there for him to be that person? They're looking for Kevin Feige. They got The Rock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And not to gatekeep, but how many comics has The Rock read? Like, what? how deep of He's, does his knowledge go? Of he can't. DCU? He can't read comics. It's physically Why? impossible for him because paper beats rock. Thanks, Gil. Appreciate it. That's better. That's better than where I was gonna go. Okay. And 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 of course, just because he may not 
read all the comics in the world doesn't mean he can't have good ideas. I'm not saying that. But I don't have a good vibe about this based on the fact that he's playing one of the characters in the movies. Yeah, he's got he's got his uh he's got some investment somewhere. Yeah, the Booker cannot be a wrestler. We saw that with Kevin Nash and WCW it doesn't work. You can't do this. This doesn't work. But uh he also talked about the potential for a Marvel versus DC crossover film. And as we lead into our main topic, The Rock said, I am optimistic. Just my nature is optimistic. And especially when it comes to creative, especially when it comes to movies, and especially when it comes to the pantheon of DC superheroes and supervillains. Across the street, we have the pantheon of superheroes and villains of Marvel. To me, they can not only exist, but they should, in my mind, cross paths one day. Well, I read that, and I got to thinking. And so I thought, hey, could that work? It's happened in the books. Things are different now, but it's happened before. And the people who run the companies that put these movies out care about money. And we are in the age of the crossover. So, in our main topic, we'll be discussing... Whether or not a Marvel versus DC crossover movie event is possible, what that would look like, and whether we want it or not. Twitch fam will be back in five minutes or less. Everybody else, stick around. Hello. All right. We are back. Uh, and if you're still here, thank you so much for listening, watching, however you're, uh, you know hanging out with us um make sure that you leave us a follow rating review wherever you're wherever you're tuning in there's a way to uh support us in the moment of course uh twitch subscriptions help a lot youtube subscriptions help a lot too whatever you whatever you feel comfortable with we appreciate it so much um so let's talk about this uh let's talk about this potential crossover marvel studios and the dceu what I affectionately refer to as the DCFU, um, because I feel like they give us the finger a lot. Um, so let's do this. Let's let's use our imaginations a little. Okay. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> let's say, for the sake of this conversation, that the DCEU isn't in shambles, right? Let's say we're Man, talking about a lot of imagination. That's a, that's a big ask. <laughs> Let's say we're talking about a version of the DCEU that is very strong. That's enjoyable. That has a Batman, a Wonder Woman, a Superman that we like. That's been through a good Justice League movie. That's, you know, they've 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 had their phase 1 through 3, I guess you could say. Right? So maybe this is a few years down the line. Let's say, you know, 10 years down the road. Uh, is this a, 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 a crossover that you would like to see? Is it interesting to you? Do you care about it? I, I don't know. 
Um, my my thing is like uh, at their core, DC Comics characters are more archetypal and much more higher powered in terms of like a power level stance mm. than Marvel characters are. So the the idea of them ever ever crossing over, it always results into well Superman wins, you know like so. When if it be, if it becomes like a versus situation, I don't know why I did a scissoring thing there. It was a versus situation. Um, not as really interesting interest me. If you can get like I don't know their villains teaming up and doing something, maybe you got something that can interest me. I uh, mean, it's always going to be a versus situation at first. Like, right. yeah, I know. That's so cookie cutter. That's marketing. I uh, to me these crossovers just. It doesn't appeal to me. I I'm not sure if it's just that they're they're the the characters are so similar that they're different. They're so similar that they're too different. Mm. You know, I was just looking at I was just looking at the the picture that uh, Tyler has up, and uh, like I'm looking at Batman and Captain America, and uh, you know Superman and Thor. And it just kind of, I don't know, it it almost comes across as too silly. <laughs> Vision and Marshman Hunter, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting because if if Marvel and DC announced a crossover today in comics, uh, I would be very compelled by that. I feel like I missed the boat as a comics fan when they were doing that before. You know, I, I didn't know I was I wasn't reading comics at the time. And I, I really um, I don't know if we were born yet. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I really regret the fact that I never got to see that. Um, like not in a real way. Like I had uh, I had a collection that I bought once, but I gave it I, I let my friend hold it and then he moved to Florida. So I never got it back. Good. friend. Um, yeah. Right. And uh, so, so for me, it would be super cool, right, in the comics. But when you talk about the films, and even even keeping in mind the idea that DC is as built out as, not as built out as Marvel, but they're in a good spot, I would like it, but I think it would break it. I think it would break, it would break the whole superhero movie thing. And even if it was good, it would be the jump the shark moment moment for superheroes. It, it becomes like Fortnite for superheroes, where it's just yeah. like, oh, let's throw all the IP in here. Let's yeah. just throw Goku in there while we're at it. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, I think in, in for me, something that's much more appealing is when you get the analogs um, that are in those respective worlds. Like, throw Squadron Supreme into, like, I don't know, some kind of Marvel cinematic universe. And I, sure. I think those characters are compelling. Hyperion... Like, imagine if they cast uh, Henry Cavill as Hyperion. Wow. I still think he'd be a good Captain Britain, but that's just me. What about the Sentry? Uh, I mean, there's so many super, Superman analogs, though, in the Marvel Universe. So. I just meant, like, could he play the Sentry? No, 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 no. You need, need luscious locks for that, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Right, right, right. Chris Hemsworth. Oh wait, he's Thor. Yeah, <laughs> there's something wrong. Well, that was with that, a, I thought that was a joke, Cal. <laughs> no, I genuinely had the thought. Oh, this would be great. This will blow their minds. <laughs> um, but yeah, like 
I think it would be good. I think it could be good. I shouldn't say I think it would. I think it could be good. Uh, it could be could compelling. Be good. Could be good. I know, right? Uh, Bringing us back a to bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it could be good. I think it could be compelling. I think that seeing those characters on screen together would be a lot of fun. Um, and again, we are in the crossover era right now. But it's all Marvel. Like, it's all yes. Marvel crossing over with Marvel. Um, and that works, obviously, because it's all Marvel at the end of the day. But even when it's, you know, for example, Spider-Man not presented by Marvel, not Marvel's Spider-Man, uh, Sony's Spider-Man crossing over with the MCU, it still works. So how come Superman can't come through a portal and interact with the Avengers? Here's the thing. I can see this happening in, in a very throwaway situation. Because imagine Avengers Secret Wars happening. We're having this huge-ass CG clusterfuck of a, of a battle. Yeah. What's stopping them from throwing some, some guy with a cape in the background with the laser beams as eyes? You know, like, you can't really see it. Oh, but yeah, like, yeah. But you do see it. Or, like, somebody with, like, a grappling gun, you know? Mm. Like, I don't know if you've read um, uh, uh, Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw's crossover. No. Where, like, they, they kind of have that situation going on. Where this giant crossover, and because they can't use the big two... They use like uh, uh, maybe differently colored ones or the silhouettes of them or you only see bits and pieces. Oh, like, oh, you see a batarang over here. What looks like half of a batarang. Like, so you know that they're there. Um, I could see maybe that happening. And I think that's cute enough where I'm like, fine. You know, I'd almost prefer that over literally them crossing over. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very. I think I'm very Will Smith about it. Keep that name out your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Keep that idea out your mouth. (laughs) I, okay. So, all right, fine. We we established that we don't know that it's a good idea. But 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 not to cut you off, Sean. But like honestly, it is very hard to imagine DC having a cinematic universe that is that equal. Like I know you said, use your imagination. It's it's hard. It's tough. Yeah. Well, not equal, but built out, solid, you know, on solid ground. Not solid like Zack Snyder, not solid like what we have now, solid like, again, phase one to three Marvel, where it's like, this is a thing that's happening, this is a thing that works, it functions like that. I don't think DC could ever be equal, simply because Marvel has been solid for way longer. But... Do you think that the corporate brands behind these companies could al- would allow this to take place? No. Not in a million years. No. No way. Never. We can't even get a solid agreement about one character coming over and doing any bullshit. Like, no way. And Sylph makes a good point in chat uh, about the the reprint of the um, of the crossover. Um, that that was a whole fiasco earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Hot commodity right. too. Yeah, yeah. The George Perez. Um, I think that I think when you're talking about the movies, though, it's a little different. The biggest problem would be profits. That would be the biggest issue. Yeah, how do you Who's split paying that? Yeah. for it? Who's well, merchandising money too? Out of it? Yeah, merchandising. It would that would be a mess i mean but like i say no but like if you've watched uh, rescue rangers recently 
um, great movie on Disney Plus. Um, Chippendale sort of situation. There's a bit the whole the whole premise of the movie is like everything's crossing over with each other. Um, there's a bit where Chippendale are walking down uh, like Hollywood Boulevard or something, and there's like billboards for random shit. There's like a billboard for Dobby from Harry Potter um, in a Gucci ad. Like that's not Disney IP, and there's also a, a billboard and a trailer for Batman versus ET. Um, wow! So they used what? essentially <laughs> Batman in a Disney movie somehow. Um, I think yeah, they did it under the guise of parody, though, parody. which is how they got away with it. Um, but like, uh, I would give it a ninety-nine point nine percent repeating, of course, chance of not happening. But like, I can never say never. Sort of situation, especially when there's money involved, especially when Warner Discovery too is a little weird with their decisions. Shoot, even Kevin Feige had something to say about this. Uh, Kevin Feige said, "Never say never." Uh, I'm trying to trying to pull up the uh... when he when he says that, I feel like that's more like, "Oh, never say never," because Warner might just sell off DC and we would buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think that's the only way we get it is if it becomes under one conglomerate, really. So, um, yeah, so Kevin Feige said, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Well, look, my standard answer to these things are never say never. I never thought we'd get this far. <laughs> so he literally said, never say never. <laughs> um, James Gunn talked about it, too. Uh, James Gunn said, I've casually talked to the powers that be at both Marvel and DC about it. I would love to see it happen. I don't think it's likely, but I don't think it's an impossibility either. That said, just constantly seeing crossovers and mashups is less enchanting to me than a strong story. The idea of being able to bring Marvel and DC together in a movie, that would be really fun to me. Um, and I know it's exciting to even the heads of Marvel and DC to think about. Kevin over at Marvel and Toby Emmerich over at Warner Brothers. It's something we all like to dream about, whether we can ever get through the barrage, the Berlin Wall of lawyers we would need to get through to ever make something like that happen. I don't know, but it would be a blast. And I think that that's at the core of it for me. Is that, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't. I knew I guess I knew the difference, but I didn't know why they couldn't just do stuff together. Um and that's the that's the ultimate mashup. So from a fun standpoint, which I think it would be fun. I think whether it was good or not, like ultimately objectively or whatever, I think it would be a lot of fun. It, and I think it would the, satisfy the inner child and in all of us. It would be the ultimate lobotomy movie. Where like my brain activity ain't it doesn't need to work at all. <laughs> like I go in there and I veg out. You know, it's yeah. I, for four I, hours, you know. To, respect to uh, Kevin Feige and James Gunn, but ain't no story coming out of that. Okay, fair enough. And and it's also worth pointing out, like you would not be able to have everybody, right? Like, think about, yeah. think about what's the closest example um, would be the Endgame, right? Which has everybody, but everybody doesn't get the spot. You know, like, the majority, the large majority of the movie focuses on about six characters or so. And then at the end, you get this big explosion, but it's in bits and, and chunks, right? Having to do that across two, you know, franchises uh, like Marvel and DC, it wouldn't work that way. So, 
as a closeout to this topic, why don't we come up with a way to make it work with a limited roster? Ooh, a Tim Gunn situation. Make it work. What's Tim Gunn? Who's that? Oh, you guys never watched Project Runway. Never mind. I got the reference. I don't watch Project Runway. I got okay. the reference. All right. All right. Thank you. Maybe the Venn diagram of Project Runway uh, watchers and comic book podcast listeners is very <laughs> slim. <laughs> so first of all, which studio produces it? Is it Marvel or is it DC? Is that I a question? Marvel. I think Marvel. Just Marvel, from a pure control standpoint. Pure control, but also I think they'll they'll be the ones to execute it better mm. I would trust that Marvel would get it done better to your point um, especially because at the current moment we don't have a framework for what a good DC looks like and yeah they would be able to get it done I guess is even the better way to put it right my only concern I guess would be the way that DC characters would be portrayed in a Marvel environment. Although that's probably not that big of a deal. Like, like with the exception of, I guess, Batman, um, which is weird to say. And I, I, I guess, so I feel like it would be awkward to see Batman in that world. But I don't feel like that in the comics. I feel like in the movies, the tone of them is such that Batman wouldn't really fit in. Yeah. Um, Whereas I think you could definitely get away with pretty much everybody else at DC being in a Marvel film. I think Batman works with Marvel probably more than the others, honestly. In the movies. I think so, yeah. He's the most grounded, and, and Marvel are, are typically more grounded characters. But the movies are like half comedies. I, Batman's, yeah. you know. Not. You ever watch 66? Like, it exists, or, or the Schumacher stuff. But that's not going to come on. We haven't touched it in a while. Intellectual honesty right now. That's not the version of Batman. I think you can have a Batman that's a little jokey. We had it with uh, Ben Affleck in Justice League. They weren't good jokes, but it was attempted. He also killed people. So does half the Marvel Universe, you know? (laughs) Every one of their villains is dead. Like (laughs) They're like anti-Batman. Batman will be a voice of reason in the Marvel Universe. Like, whoa, don't kill your villains off. That's how you, that's how you stay in the public eye. Keep them alive. What's he going to do? Ask Thor, uh, oh, do you bleed? Probably. Yeah, and then Hulk bleeds into him, and then you have Batman Hulk. Amalgam, here we come. <laughs> um, so, okay. Can, can I just bring up Catherine's point in the chat? Sure, yeah. Um, she, she wants to know if, if you rather have, you know, like, where the analogs are next to each other, like, Cap and Superman in a way, or Cap and Batman, or would you rather them fill out the roster without having their analogs, like where you keep Superman but no Thor, or you keep Batman but no Iron Man in a way, so where there's only one archetype per. I think that's the way it makes sense. I think that's the way we see the clashes work. It's putting the archetypes against each other. So Batman and Iron uh, against Iron Man makes a lot of sense to me. So I I think that's interesting because of the fact that it would have like my my imagination for what this movie would look like is 
through some circumstance, a certain amount of characters, probably six, mm-hmm. from like three from Marvel, three from DC type of thing, are forced oh, to team up. That well? Yeah. Because I don't think you could do it too big. Maybe the big fight at the end, you can have them come through and they're facing off with like Darkseid and Apocalypse or what is, something nuts like that. But I think for the bulk of the movie, you have to keep the roster low. And so at that point, I would agree that you want to have, like, you got to have Superman, right? You got to have Batman, and you got to have Wonder Woman. And then on the Marvel end, you got to have what? Cap? It's Cap, Iron Man, Thor. But then you have a very male, white-led no, team. No, yeah, we couldn't. No, no, no. It, yeah. it, 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 I don't even think it. I don't even know that it could be. Like, keep in mind, this is. Written by the, Jeff Johns. <laughs> this is the MCU. So Tony's dead. There's, there's no sure, Iron sure, yeah. So and Cap is Sam Wilson, so sure. you have to okay. have Sam, and then who Maybe would like Captain Marvel? Carol, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and the third biggest would be Spider-Man, Thor, still. Right? Yeah, no, Sony ain't Sony ain't having any part of this shit. <laughs> They're too busy coming up with uh, Silver Sable still, and even even still. I don't think Spider-Man is big enough in the MCU to warrant this type of thing. Okay. I think it would. I think it would have to be like Thor. Yeah. At that point, I think I would rather see, and obviously, like going by right now, this doesn't make sense. Doctor but of Strange. Course, this wouldn't happen. This would be in the future. At that point, I'd rather see Mighty Thor. Than, yeah. That um, makes sense. Yeah. I'd like to see Wanda. She's a bad guy now. I mean, that, Wanda versus fighting. Superman would be very interesting, <gasps> especially with magic. That's how this. That's how this happens. Wanda's the bad guy. Again. again. She got kid troubles I, yet again. I, I could see Wanda being the catalyst. Yeah. Like incidentally, so, accidentally, some nexus, maybe. nexus being, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. I could see that. I like that. And then. Okay, so are you guys? Maybe that's all that's board? how you that's how you depower Superman a bit too. You know, like bring him to because essentially this sounds like it's happening in the Marvel universe. Um, so you got to depower Superman a bit. You know. So the latent magic. Yeah, yeah. That is the Scarlet Witch of it all. Depowers him just a bit. I don't know. Like that it. also means that. that DC movies previously would have to have let you know that magic is Superman's like. Yeah. Other kryptonite, you know. Yeah. I think, I think though that's uh, that this would be as good a place as any. To yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Establish that. Oh, this is something I've never felt before. What is this? Oh man, you read to magic. Happens to all of us. Oh, Robert okay. Downey Jr. makes a Ned joke, and I thought you were doing my impression of uh, me when I watched Titanic for the first time. Um. Okay. That 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 that, uh, that, that art scene. Just uh, let it go. Um. <laughs> So I think that, that this, this makes as much sense as anything. The only, my only concern as far as the team goes is, like, I would like to see the Flash. Um, you know, it's, it's not that funny of a team right now. But I think, well, see, that's sort of what I was thinking. I think, like, this, it's got to be a JLA versus Avengers, right? I think you take the core of both of those teams, and then, you, you know, you have to mash them up. I think I think you're right in in that like end game scenario of like you know we'll have a couple of focuses, but then 
everyone else takes part in the big battle. Right. And I guess Civil War proved you can have because Civil War the teams were like what six and six, yeah, something yeah. like that. So yeah. I guess you could you could expand that out more. Um, and there are obvious characters that you would want to have involved in a situation like that. Um, what villains are we using? Kang. Oh. Well, we've got the Scarlet Witch. I guess. I guess. I would. Yeah. Li- I wouldn't want her to be like the the big bad because you know that's old hat and then all like i like her as a as a way to get us into this but i think there have to be yeah there have to be classic marvel and dc villains in the mix what about ultron i'll never say no to ultron i think brainiac on the dc side has got to be who that is oh Oh, all right i really want james spader back though james spader is brainiac Oh, that could That's, work. Oh, wait. That could work. Wait, what, what about... Brainiac's trying Ultron? to get the Marvel Universe into a, its own little pocket yeah. dimension. Yeah. What about yeah. Ultron and, and, and Brainiac, like a fusion Oh, that could be cool. And that could be who they fight That's at the, the end. That's the big MCU kaiju battle at the end of every fucking oh, MCU okay. property the, now. It's the composite Brainiac Ultron uh, android. Like this should it. be a video game. Hey. I know we're we're pitching this as a movie, but this sounds like a fun game. Yeah, yeah, I like can, an, like an injustice type of thing. Yeah, I can see yeah. them coming together and building like a freaking Megazord. And I'm all I'm hearing now is the Power Rangers theme song in the back of the <laughs> as the soundtrack. But I I would like to see like um like Lex has to make some kind of an appearance. He's got to be involved in some form of fashion. Um, I think with something like this, though, you just gotta you you have to take that hit, you know. I think I think it's gonna be so it has to be so condensed. Yeah, you know, it can only be people with the power to do this, you know. So if we're talking Ultron and Brainiac, like maybe they're um they just they're just able to through the Scarlet Witch communicate or something through the super magic space internet yeah <laughs> i think I, I think what how you bring lex in lex in is like post credit scene all the universes are back to normal we go to the marvel universe but lex is there and he's the Brian only one Cranston left in the marvel universe behind. yeah yeah yes yes i feel like brian cranston could play a very um who played lex in the the Oh, Jesse Eisenberg? Oh, oh. No, um, no, no. Uh, Gene Hackman. Yeah. No. I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, that's right. correct. Yeah. I feel like Brian Cranston could bring that type of yeah. energy. Especially to a modern Superman. Yeah. Damn. That's kind of fun, too. Shit. Um, Man, fuck Mark Guggenheim. Hire us, DC. You know what? I kind of like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This, this ain't bad. This, this could rule. <laughs> Chad, are you into this? Are you into the 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 Marvel DC movie that we are pitching right now? I feel like, while it probably never happens, and even if it did happen, it probably goes wrong for some reason. I think if you take the focus off the versus part, and yeah, maybe you have like a couple of scuffles, but like by and large, it's about them finding a way to work together to save their two worlds. 
I think that that could be fire. Yeah, you definitely have to. You definitely have to market the the fighting. There's no yeah. way around that. Yeah, yeah, that's the toys. The toys part of it, you know. Yep, yep. And I want to see it. I want to see if, if Scarlet Witch can take down <sighs> Superman. What if Batman gets his own Iron Man suit that he makes? Nope, I'm out. <laughs> nope. Okay. All right. I'm out. All right. You found some hey, Star what Tech. if it's that Batman? What if it's um. The Batman from Kingdom Come, where he's like already old and he's like he needs... Gordon's uh, mech suit, <laughs> the, the bunny. Okay, I might be back in. <laughs> yeah, what if Gordon is Batman in this uh, in this crossover? Yeah, that that should have stuck in the comics. That, that's that's a hot take. I'll keep. Should have left it that way. I love J. it. J.K. Simmons is Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I like that. There would be, like, like, weird interactions that I'd like to see. Like, I don't know, Hawkeye and Green Arrow shooting arrows at each other, and, like, they just split in between. Like, dumb shit like that. Or or Adam and Ant-Man Ed, seeing how, how Ed, small each can get and he, trying to no, crawl on each no. other's asses, you know? They're, they're both. <laughs> that's canon. I think that's a different thing. Oh, okay. They're both, they're both riding... Each archer's arrow. Yeah. Oh, and they're coming yeah. at each other. Or uh, Wanda yeah. sees a blur um, run by and she's like, oh, Pietro? And it's like, no, it's Flash. Oops. Your brother's still right. dead. Idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's so, I think there's so many, there's so many ways to make this work and so many ways that it could be cool. Wonder Woman I, picking up Mjolnir. That's like, a Pull that right out I don't of the know comics. If she'd be able to hold it. But yeah, oh. that would be, that would be awesome. It's canonical. She has held it. Yeah. In the in in this book, the JLA Avengers, she she does she, wield Mjolnir. She and Superman do, right? I believe so. Yeah, that's perfect. I would love to see that on screen. Wonder Woman holding Mjolnir. They should let her hold that and Captain America's shield. And me. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> and me. <laughs> and me. But. Spring Cheetah. That's all. Spring Cheetah. Uh, all right. So that's that's our pitch for a DC Marvel crossover film. That is our pitch. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. You could do a lot worse. You could do a lot worse, I think, than that. And I'm putting this out there right now. If both comp, if either company, frankly, wants to come to the table and have a conversation, we're listening. We accept all forms of payment. Uh, I prefer a Brinks truck to pull up to my house and drop that money on in. That's what I, I prefer. Be- I prefer mine in Logan Paul crypto dink doink. You can give mine straight to the government. Pay off my student loans. I'll do just about anything. Fair enough. Listeners, let us know your thoughts on this pitch. Is this a movie that you would want to see? It, like our version, sure, but also just in general, the idea of this crossover. Is it something that appeals to you? Are you into that? Not so much. Tell us your reasoning. I think it's very reasonable to not want to see them go there, but I also think it's so much fun. You know, I, I... and... We, I, I we lose sight. We lose sight as fans of the fact that at the end of the day, the shit's supposed to be fun. 
So if you if you want to have fun, come on. I did have a horror story in my head as we're thinking of big corporations and IP crossing over and stuff. Try like, to end the show, Tyler. I know, I know. But imagine, imagine if, if if in Secret Wars, like a portal opens up and it's like Darth Vader because like Disney owns the right of that shit. And oh. I'm like, all right. Uh, anyway, don't do that, please. Yeah. So if you want to let us know your thoughts about this potential crossover, please do write in. There are plenty of ways to get us. Our link tree includes many of them. Wherever you're listening to this, there's a comment box. We've got social medias as well. Hit us up on there. Whatever you want to do, comicspals at gmail.com. We appreciate all your comments. Twitch.tv slash thecomicspals if you want to watch this show live every single Saturday at 10.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I had to get used to that while I was, uh, while I was away. Oh, it was an extra hour, right? Central. Yeah, it's an hour, yeah. hour behind Central. Um, yep. So that putting that EST in there matters a lot more. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays for Pals Pulls. Patreon.com slash the Comics Pals if you want to support the show. Hey, maybe we can write this. Maybe we can write the script. Put it up on Patreon. Kale, you want to? Tyler, oh gosh, we're all writers. You guys want to join forces? I'll do that. Yeah. That could be a lot yeah. of fun. I'll write fun. the Ant-Man scenes. <laughs> and the She-Hulk scenes. I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> oh, Interior shoe. Interior shoe. Adam. <laughs> Adam sees a green cloud above him as he lives Guess my all. dream. Ooh, sorry, what? <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff happening on our Patreon page. Um, of course, YouTube.com slash TheComicsPal. Subscribe for free. Like the video, share it with your friends. All that's free to do, and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you. Um, our most recent book club is Chainsaw Man. And uh, we'll be putting out Batman White Knight really soon and Curse of the White Knight. And Patreon subscribers, stay tuned for the next vote. We're gonna have you guys voting soon on our on our next book club. Uh, join our Discord server also. Come hang out with us on Discord. Always having a great time over there. Uh, a lot of times the conversations from here spin off there. So join us over on Discord. Let's get into the plugs. Kale. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Comics Pals. You can find me at Toto in Toe. That's T O T O I N T O W. Boy, have I been away. Uh, find yeah, that I on didn't. Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> uh, you can find my work at kaleward.com. That's C-L-E-W-A-R-D.com. Uh, where you can find all of my comics work. Um, and hopefully there's more to come. Welcome back, Kale. Ooh, thank you so much. Yeah. Tyler. You can find me and the Tyler Olson on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Instagram, I uh, posted a picture with Tommy Wiseau last night. Um, you, got you to, went to the thing and he was yeah, there? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm exhausted right now, guys. <laughs> I'm going to drive someone to the airport directly. I, I'm running on two hours sleep right now. So I feel like Sean. <laughs> That's the Sean special. Yep. Um, as for me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram only at Sean Soapbox. Uh, I'm jet lagged. I'm tired, but jet lagged. 
Well, Shoot. okay, fair enough. <laughs> my, man went, my man went one hour and he's jet lagged. All right, all right. I'm not. That's trying to, his I'm entire try- sleep schedule, though. I'm not trying to steal your thunder kill. I'm just speaking about myself, okay? Listen, you're being so brave about it. <laughs> uh, but happy to do the show, as always. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, uh, Tyler, you want to answer that before we cut? Uh, yes, I did meet Tommy Wiseau. It's my fourth time meeting him. I've played catch with him before. He asked me to be on the Broadway uh, play of the room, uh, but could not remember my name. Um. He's a he's a guy. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, we'll have to talk See, about that more in depth on the next Palin around. He's still uh, he's still selling that underwear. Dude, I almost bought some yesterday, but instead I bought a Blu-ray and had it signed. So the 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 underwear has a pocket for a condom in it. Okay, that's pretty smart. Yeah, that's not bad. He practices safe sex. Okay. As one should. And with yeah. that message, oh, you're the trust me. spouse <laughs> signing off. Take care, guys. Bye, guys. See you next week, Mark.